Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw. Don't push me. 
close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, dust pits and butchers, and the big money makers. Drop big cars in the 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like this. Huh. Smugglers, scramblers, Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the field to serve like hell. Till one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was Cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep on going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep on going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Gentlemen, welcome to the Exceptional Scribbles Show. And yes, we just got finished listening to The Message. The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm hoping that you came. Tonight, expecting a time of enrichment because that's exactly what you're going to get. Now I'm going to get all of the calendar updates out of the way. First and foremost, I want to say to everyone, thank you for joining me on the platform and panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show tonight for Episode 68. Episode 68, yes, indeed, on July the 28th, 2015, which, of course, falls on a Tuesday night. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I want you to be aware that every Tuesday night, the Exceptional Scribble Show comes to you live on TalkShoe. Our show's ID number is 133193. 
And if you would like to call in to speak with myself, the host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, Fran, the Sage Poet, or the feature artist on the platform tonight, which is none other than Mr. Albert M. Carter, all you have to do is the following. The call-in number is 724-444-7444. I repeat, 724-444-7444. Yes, indeed. Visit us. And we also have a fan page. Maybe some of you didn't know that, but, yes, I want to invite you to follow Exceptional Scribble on social media by joining the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page. You can go on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash The Scribble Show, which is all together one word. I repeat, www.facebook.com backslash The Scribble Show. Follow us there. And for all you artists, go to The Scribble Show fan page. Look us up under the following name on Facebook, social media, The Exceptional Scribble Show, and you will find our page is inviting. And for every artist out there, you can post your calendar of events updates and let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods. Tell us a little about yourself. Post your bio. Post uh, any links that we can visit and become acquainted with your artistry. It doesn't matter whether you're a painter, whether you're a uh, blown glass artist, whether you're a, a um, sketch artist, whether you are a performing artist. Send us, post on the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page. Send us information about you, and let us know how we can support you. If you have any upcoming events, please post the calendar of events. We will support you, and we will promote you to others. Remember, there's a world of others who need to know about you, the artist. Maybe some do know, but not everyone. So, This is a way that you can get noticed. This is a way that you can acquire exposure. Join us. Friend us. Like us. We're on social media, the Exceptional Scribble Show. Join our fan page today. And for those of you who can join us in the chat room, go to TalkShoe.com. Our show's ID number is 133193. And join us there as a guest. Join us in the chat room. I want to say hi to guest number five in the chat room. I want to say hi to Dr. Sharonda Orridge in the chat room. Welcome to all in the chat room. I'm so glad that you can join us tonight. And without any further ado, I'm going to get started with introducing you to our feature artist in the spotlight. The feature artist in the spotlight is Mr. Albert M. Carter. Mr. Carter is one of the founders of Hip Hop University. He obtained his master's degree in education. He is a mentor and teacher. He is a North Carolina and Pennsylvania certified teacher in mathematics, 
And I'm going to let him tell me. EC, is that an an abbreviation for economics? Well, no, it's actually uh, formally um, special education. Oh, Um, special special education. uh, Okay. Thank you so much. So the the terminology that they use now is exceptional children. Right. Thanks. I needed that schooling. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you are. EC is an abbreviation for exceptional children. That is the new term which is used for our special education uh, classified students. Excellent. Also, Hip Hop University's mission and purpose is to provide mentoring and tutoring to assist youth in succeeding, not just academically, but to soar into the future and uplift their homes, schools, communities, and future professions. Dropouts and prison rates are extremely high in the urban communities. Therefore, our establishment will teach North Carolina standards with an emphasis in math and English while integrating positive hip-hop culture that will be the motivating factor that brings forth initiatives and lasting learning skills for our youth. These core subjects will be provided by professionals with accreditation in teaching who really care and aspire to see the youth excel academically and socially. Visit the link to learn more about Hip Hop University and its founders, and I'm going to give that link. It's www.hiphopuniversity.net. I repeat, www.hiphopuniversity.net. Also, I heard through the grapevine, Mr. Carter, that you were responsible for organizing the group that broke the record of the largest Soul Train dance line. Is that true? Well, we attempted to break the record down here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. The original record is still held by um, the Philadelphia group. We were unsuccessful in our attempt. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we, we'll, we'll give it another shot. Okay, I heard that. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here live, and you heard it here straight from the mouth of Mr. Carter. His group in North Carolina is going to give it a second try as for breaking the record of the largest soul train dance line. Of course, we know right now the record is held here by a, a group that was organized in Philadelphia, but Philadelphia, I think that you need to be concerned because Mr. Carter made a strong, bold statement, full of confidence tonight. They're not giving up. His group is going to try one more time. And remember, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So they just might take it. (laughs) And you know what? I won't be mad, even though I'm a native, born Philadelphian, and I'm very biased at times when it comes to hometown, things like that. If North Carolina takes the crown, it's okay because I know it was they they earned it. That's what I'll say about that. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a native Philadelphian myself, so I definitely uh, don't don't want to take away too much. 
from, from oh, the okay. I heard that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's good to know you still have a lot of love for your hometown and that Philadelphia is your root. So my question for you is the following. We're going to get started with the interview. I'm now turning the spotlight onto the feature artist, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to go by the one mic rule. So what I'm doing now is muting all of the mics of all of the callers who are in the caller queue. And for all the callers, if you would like to speak to the feature artist in the spotlight, here are the rules. What you would need to do is the following. On your telephone keypad, press the star key and then press number 8. And I repeat, on your telephone keypad, press the star key and then press number 8. After you have done that, I will see that your hand is raised, and I will invite you to speak and unmute your mic in the order in which your hand was raised. Is that fair, everyone? Thank you very much. So we're going to get started with the interview we have here on the panel tonight. Joining me, uh, Mr. Albert Carter, and again, I repeat, he is our feature artist in the spotlight. And he is one of the founders of Hip Hop University. Now, at the beginning of the show, Mr. Carter, I played a song which is entitled The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And, of course, that particular rap happened to be one of the very first that I could recall from a child. And being that we're talking about hip hop and then university which is a com- combination when you uh, uh, refer to it in in terms of hip-hop university. Um, I thought it would be fit to play a rap that I thought from a child, from a young child. I thought that it was very real, and it talked about what was happening in the community, what's going on in our streets, in the inner city, and the real, the reality of living in the ghetto, per se. Now, I'm going to ask you, would you say that that rap was hardcore or would you just call it old school? Um, I, I would call it, uh, to me, it, it, it would be classified as, as old school. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it, it was hardcore, but it definitely shed light where no light was being shed. Okay, so excellent. That song during that during that time period, and it's still relevant to this day. We still need songs like that, and that's the unfortunate part. But that's mm-hmm. why we're here. Wonderful. It, it's good to hear that coming from you, the founder of. Hip Hop University, one of the founders, and knowing that your efforts are to promote education and to get our youth to learn from an edutainment standpoint where the hip hop culture or music influence is prevalent within their studies. And I'm going to ask you, as for that recipe 
Did you find it easy to combine the two, or was it challenging? And if so, in what way was it a challenge for you? Um, well, for me, it was more of a natural thing. Um, I grew up with a hip hop in the hip hop era. Um, my older brother was a huge hip hop fan, um, and it's something that I felt kept me grounded and out and out of trouble. So for me, it was is more of a natural fit. I didn't really find it hard to come up, come up with the idea. Actually, it wasn't just my ideas. I have a partner uh, named Reginald LaRoche, okay. and we worked as a mentoring. Um, organization called the Emerging Leaders Mentor, the Emerging Leaders Mentoring Program, ELMP. And yeah. when that fizzled out, we just thought about what, how can we reach these kids? What's another way we can reach these kids? And we both had in common was hip hop music, and mm. we both felt very passionate about education. And there's no higher platform than a university degree when you're talking about education. So we just combined the so two terms, and that's how it was going. So very true, and 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 I like that true statement very much because I understand it. I know that it is a fact. There is no higher platform than the university in terms of education, and we're talking about getting our youth to pursue higher education. There's so many dropouts. You mentioned about that in terms of the crime and, and the the connection between the two with the high dropout rates and the high crime rates. Now, in terms of mentoring, are there any special um, programs that are underway which are being launched by Hip Hop University to um, recruit the youth that are on the streets, um, caught up in that web, Mm-hmm. which will lead them to prison. Yeah, now it, it, it's really um, a slippery slope with certain things because, for one, hip-hop has always been an expression of what you're going through. It, and it's been like that since the day hip-hop was introduced. Um, so throughout the years, it just gathered, you know, just it got more attention, it gathered more traction, and a lot has been promoted that isn't necessarily the best, you know, the, the best substance. Mm-hmm. So I never want to take away from a kid's freedom to express on him or herself because when you do that, then you start to get rebellion. Rebe- uh, the students start to rebel about certain things, and you don't want that. You want to make sure that they have open communication and you can guide them from there. But if they won't, don't feel comfortable being open with you, then mm-hmm. they're not going to open up to you. So one of the things that that, um, we try to do is let them express themselves through their music and through the raps that they have, through the art that they display, through just various things that's involved with the hip-hop culture. And then from there, we can kind of truly gauge that person as an individual, and we can help guide that person through life. Now, with with any person that person has to want to receive the information that we're giving them. Yeah. So it's not a one-size-fits-all shoe. But we do have, uh, you know, just a, a couple things in place that reach the youth that, it, uh, that are caught up in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm really inspired by what you're saying because 
of course, we have so many that have been uh, mentors to the youth, but they haven't been able to really connect with them. And I'm thinking that that missing link could possibly be what you've discovered, you and your partner who are founders of Hip Hop University. Um, The best way to relate is to speak the language that they're speaking in terms of the culture that's hip hop, Mm -hmm. to reach them that way by means of that culture. So um, my question would be, uh, just kind of give a, a brief synopsis of how uh, Hip Hop University was created. If you can kind of um, give us a um, mini tour uh, going back in time of the way your mind was was going in, in that moment when you knew this is what is needed, this is how I can get back to the community, and this is how I can save a generation that's in danger of becoming a lost generation. Right. Well, um, it, like, like I said, we, I was doing mentoring programs um, for the last five years, five or six years now. Um, and just throughout it, it just was your traditional stuff, your traditional mentoring programs. You come, you listen to somebody, and that, that's about it. You talk to them, and mm-hmm. just, it, it stops. There was no real, uh, I, I want to get to know you as a person type of thing. Mm. No real, I want to see what you're interested in. I, I want to, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really did that, for at least for the programs that I was in or I saw. I mean, I'm okay. sure I'm out there that, that, that's different, that does give that personal touch. Um, but one of the best ways to discover how a person truly feels is by the music that he listens to, he or, or her listen, or, or Oh, listens that's to. true. That's real. <laughs> yeah. So when you listen, when you listen to the songs that they're listening to, you can kind of gauge. And it's not a one size fits all shoe. Not all people do the things that they listen to, and not all people listen to what the songs say and then want to act out on that. So, but it is a, a factor where that person's mind is at. And so what we wanted to do is kind of touch that person. We kind of wanted to make sure that that person felt safe enough for us to talk about issues that they may hear in these rap songs. And how would you approach this issue if it was to happen in real life? Because naturally you're not going to walk down the street and want to shoot somebody. That's just not a natural thing. Usually it's a, a certain situations that build up into that point where it's like, okay, you're faced with a decision that will either make or break you for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. you are making so many choices throughout the day that can get you to that decision so much faster, especially with the technology these days with, you know, you have your social media, you have easy access to your Internet, you have yeah. cell phones, you have all these things that can get you a one-way ticket to the wrong place. And so you just have to be very mindful of how you interact with your devices and people that's around you. And, you know, like I say, just hip-hop is one of those genres of music that has been used traditionally in a wrong way, and not necessarily because it was it was it was meant to be like that. It's just the way that the money is. It's a money thing. Mm. Where the money is. The money is where you have your endorsement. The money is all of these things that um, mm-hmm. probably make more money for a company. And so, with, with these 
kids are being fed these days are how to make more money for somebody else, and they don't even understand that. So when we break down these layers and we break down this kind of stuff, it's just more so of, okay, I understand why this person is doing this, and Mm -hmm. here's the reason why I should not do this certain thing, because this person who's talking about it is not really living that way. He's just saying he is, you know. So it's just Mm -hmm. more so about building real connections with these individuals as opposed to just listening and not necessarily um, processing with their they're listening to, you know. Now, I hope that makes sense, and I hope that answers yes, the question. Yes, you do. And 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 you made a statement about the persons who are uh, making these raps, or uh, they're saying these raps. How a lot of them aren't even living what they're rapping about. And right. to confirm that, I was um, there was an interview that Fifty Cent was in. And during the interview, he was asked if he indeed does smoke and get high and do uh, the very things that were in one of his raps in particular. And he said, I don't do that. He said, I don't engage in getting high and smoking. That's just what I say in the rap because that's what I get paid to do. So, in other words, he's just doing his job, per se. Right. Not that he's really testifying about what's real in his life. So, that opened my eyes when I heard that. I said, wow. You know, a lot of these young people are starting to actually do these things that uh, these rappers are saying that they do because they look up to them, they idolize them, and they want to be them. They see them and how it looks like, you know, they're living the glam life and Mm -hmm. the bling-bling and all the money and so forth. And and this is what a lot of them in the hood, their life is not like. So they're looking to these uh, images because that's what it is, really, the image that they're um, revering and and, and, um, being flattered with and wanting to mimic in their own personal lives, and they're believing that this is the life. This is where I need to be, and they're going to try and and make it uh, real in in their life in in the way that they can. And unfortunately, a lot of the endings of their stories are not happy. And we're just trying to, um, tonight with this show, we're just trying to get the message out there that there is an alternative for our youth and they don't have to uh, continue on in that destructive path. You know, they can uh, finish their education. If they did drop out, they can return, get in a reentering program and reenter back into education, get back into school and pursue what their goals are. And um, no, we're not counting them out. Those that have fallen by the wayside, we're saying get up from there. You know, uh, there is an alternative. There is a better uh, solution to whatever your problem is. And let's talk it out. I think a lot of times the youth of today feel that um, they can't come to us. Um, they're they're not really feeling uh, a warm reception when they do come to us. They're feeling, a lot of them, that 
we are so critical of them and we're pushing them away. And so their only option for some is the street because they feel that that's where they're feeling welcome. That's where no one's judging them. They're not being criticized. They're being allowed to, like you said, express themselves. And, And that's what we want them not to think. We want them to know that we're here for them. Uh, we know it's not easy. It's even more difficult today being a teenager. Like uh, we made mention of with social media and even the cyberbullying now, that factor, <laughs> which we didn't right. have to deal with right. back then. <laughs> you know, so we do care and we see what you're going through to all the youth out there. And if there are any youth that are tuning in, just to let you know, we're here for you. And we want you to know that we do care. We care. And we will listen. Come to us and let's work it out. You know, we don't like that you feel that you don't have anywhere to turn to. And by no means is taking your life an answer or it's not going to end the problems. It it doesn't end the problems. And we we want our youth to know that as well. Um, Suicide is not the best option. The best option is talking it out and coming to some somewhere or some place. Like even the hip hop university, um, it's a it's a safe haven mm-hmm. for the youth where they know they can come and and be re- well received and not be rejected and neglected. So if you can kind of touch on uh, what um, the hip hop university is doing for those youth that maybe some of them have attempted suicide in their past and uh, maybe some of them dropped out for whatever reasons and how you're able to reach them. And, and, and if you have any testimonials of one particular case, feel free to share as well. Right. Um, we we built a lot of partnerships down here with uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, we built a lot mm-hmm. of partnerships with different organizations, including Novo, um, no, I'm sorry, Nova, and a couple other mental health um, organizations. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's extremely important for one. Um, I have a, a sibling of mine who's been diagnosed with a, um, with, with a mental illness, um, and mm-hmm. he goes through uh, episodes, he goes through situations, you know, and at any given moment you never know where, where his next move Mm-hmm. Would be, you know, mm. but um, that's something that's really not talked about in our community enough. Is, that's is true. Mental, mental health, because what we have, we have to start just listening. Like you say, you have to start listening. We have to start talking. We have to start communicating better, and we have to stop judging. And that's one thing that we've been known to do. Other races, they judge, but they still stick together and they still try to help. With us, mm-hmm. it's just it's almost. Uh, every man for themselves type of type of feel, and we have to get out of that mind state. We have to start learning how to work together. We have to start learning how to listen without judgment. We have to learn uh, a number of different things, and it just can't happen. It won't happen overnight, but it has to be uh, all hands on that type of thing. Um, mm. So for that piece, I think it's more so we would have to, you know, kind of reach out to some of our partnerships. Yes. Partnership, excellent. And we 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 just have to have to 
learn how to communicate and listen because, as you stated before, if I'm not listening, I won't even know that you have these feelings inside. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a rapper by the name of uh, Styles P, who I have, who I've had the pleasure to meet, um, and he raps with a group called the Locks, who was down with the Rough Riders and DMX and all that good stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, his, he just lost a daughter through suicide, and it was, mm. and it was in June, but he recently opened up about it just yesterday, um, and that was eye opening to me because traditionally. That's a topic that's taboo. Taboo. We don't really want to talk about it. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that we face, and we need to open up a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you. Well stated. Wow. Awesome. I I do appreciate your response in um in response to the question asked, and you gave a full answer, and it was complete. And um, I it's so very key that partnerships are formed within communities because we all specialize in a certain area. And, and the area that I specialize in may not be the same area that you specialize in, but if we come together and network and partner, we can cover a lot of territory and a lot of people can be helped. And, right. and that's what's key, forming partnerships, building bridges, uh, networking and uh, listening, being a good listener, hearing, letting the youth speak, and right. then making an assessment. And that's a great um, point when you said let the youth speak. I, I apologize for cutting you off, but um, no one problem. Of the things that I, I go to a lot of different meetings. I meet with a lot of different people here, and mm-hmm. one of the things that's always missing is the youth. We have all these solutions mm. to all these problems that we see, but they are involved in none of the solutions. And I feel, you know, the voice of the youth is is, is neglected. And that's another reason why hip-hop is super-duper important, because when you listen to these songs and you listen to what these kids are listening to, that's their voice. Mm-hmm. That's how they're speaking to you. Now, yes. to us, okay, to, to, to listen to that. Yes, and, indeed. And when we go to these meetings and we have these sit-downs and we talk about, you know, the problems in our areas and in our environments, we talk about the problems in our youth, it's important that while we're talking about that stuff to actually have one of these young men or women available to say why they are doing it or how they are doing it or, you know, to ask those questions, the who, what, when, where, how, and why. Yes. You know, that's extremely important. So I yes. No, you're welcome to do that because you are the feature artist. You are the guest, and what you said needed to be stated. So I want to thank you for that interjection. <laughs> no harm, no foul. <laughs> now, yes, indeed. We're going to um, go to our callers at this time. I'm acknowledging though that we do have a caller that's coming. And joining us all the way from the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I want to wave to that caller, uh, Sky Ski Rio. We will definitely be opening the lines and chatting with you, but we're going to, going to go to the West Coast first because I see the hand is raised. And for all those who have called in, if you would like to speak with the feature artist, Mr. Albert Carter, who is one of the founders of Hip Hop University, all you need to do is the following press the 
star key or the asterisk on your telephone keypad and then press number 8. Once you have done that, I will see that your hand is raised in the caller queue. And, and when I unmute your microphone, I will invite you to speak in that order. Okay? Now we're going to California. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show, caller from California. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. How are y'all doing tonight? Very powerful conversation. <laughs> oh, What's good that? evening. <laughs> yes, we are doing mighty good. We are, of course, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about our youth and saving our youth and um, encouraging them, promoting them towards excellence. And, of course, I have with me on the panel the feature artist is Albert M. Carter. He's one of the founders of Hip Hop University. Yes. So, um, and uh, Mr. Carter, this is uh, we have with us on the call now, uh, Brother Ibyani Lockhart. He is a powerful, powerful force in the community as a community leader, community helper, also as a poet, published, and a creative mind artist. So, what I'm going to do now is hand the mic over to Brother Ivyani Lockhart, and anything that's on your heart, Brother, feel free to say, and if you have anything to direct to the feature artist, Mr. Carter, now is the time, and the mic is in your hands. Definitely. Thank you, sister, and thank you You're for welcome. Being as well. Um, yeah, I'm very inspired by Mr. Carter. Um, one thing, when I was listening to you guys' conversation, um, a, a way of categorizing a rapper, I think, that would help the youth get their head around what a rapper really is, is mm. they're an actor. The same equipment used mm. on the movie set is the same equipment used to shoot the videos. Now you don't right. run up on the actors saying like, "Oh, you're not you're not being real to the role when you're playing Transformers." You know what I mean? Mm. To help right. uh, put that in the right perspective well so they get a better understanding of that. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, I you. applaud his program because my friend um, Edwin Johnson out here on the West Coast out of San Bernardino County, the biggest county in this country, has a program called Chords Youth Enrichment. And it's all about um, nurturing the kids' gift, those that love music, to give them the tools to be able to make their music, to, to lay their mm -hmm. music down, to create their music. Sometimes I hold a um, creative writing class there sometimes because mm -hmm. I really believe in getting a better understanding of the language helps yes. you express how you feel, and you're able to convey. Um, when you have that tool and you have a better understanding, it don't matter what you do, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be more detailed. You're going to be more be able to paint a better picture of what, what you're trying to express, whatever sentiments you may be trying to express. So um, yes, I'm all for that. And, um, I, you know, I work, in the, um, I work with the African-American Mental Health Coalition, and um, mm. some of the startling numbers in this country is for teens, the second leading cause of death of teens in this country today is suicide. It's only second yeah. to car accidents, you know? Mm. So um, to, me, it, to me, it points out a greater problem that, um, and I think the music, certain music has a factor in this and all the things, kind of all the mediums have a factor in this where especially music and things that lessen the value, lessen their worth and lessen their purpose where they feel like their life is throwaway. So mm -hmm. if you feel like your life has no meaning, you'll easily get out here and start doing drugs that you shouldn't be doing. You'll easily start doing um, things that threaten your life, your existence, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, 
So, yeah, I, I applaud this brother and thank this brother for and his partner for what they're doing out here in the community. The question I had was, um, what inspired you to create the Hip Hop um, University? What, what, what need did you see that wasn't being addressed that made you say, like, man, I have to do this? Mm. Well, um, I'm a teacher. Um, I've, I've been teaching for the last five years, um, I, but I was a late start going to college. So um, I was one of those foolish kids. Not necessarily foolish. Let me not say that. I was a knucklehead growing up. I would skip school. I had no drive to go. I had no reason to go, and I did not understand the importance of it. So one of the things that that made me think, you know, as I was doing these mentoring programs as I got older, and it took, it took certain situations in my life to make me realize that, okay, education is extremely important, and I'm not going to be able to, to do much without going to school on some sort of level, whether it's trade school, whether it's college, whether it's whatever. I had to make sure that I was excelling. Hmm. So, um, it was just, you know, what would I want to have? Mr. Carter? Yes. Um, we were having some difficulty hearing you. I'm not sure why, but um, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, and I just wanted to know, when I was in school, what would made me? What would have made me come to school more frequently? What would mm-hmm. make me not want to miss any days? Um, so, to me, it was hip hop because that's what I listened to every day. That's what my friends were listening to every day. I used to want to rap. I, I tried to run my own label. Um, I just had all these interactions with hip hop, and that was that was my life. And that's a, a lot of people I know life, and I think that's extremely important to to give. Let's face it, like the school system, they give us four core courses and the rest is whatever. They don't care about. True. They don't care about educating the youth as a whole. So one of the things that I just, I, it was just kind of a natural thing to me, a natural fit. Um, hmm. It was in my life, and it's something I do now with education. In my classroom, I would sing rap songs, and the students would be like, oh, how do you know that, Mr. Carter? And it's like, <laughs> okay, this is, I listen to the same thing you listen to. We listen, We have that in common. And so that built a better relationship with my students as well. Because they understand mm-hmm. that, okay, Mr. Carter is not the lame blah, blah, blah teacher. When I teach, I'm giving them examples who they know through the music that they listen to. Definitely. Definitely, because you have to use the things that influence them to, to reach them. Um, yeah. Like when I work with the youth, one thing I tell the youth all the time is like, you know, because for us from the outside looking in, like you were saying, when you go to these meetings and the youth are not present, we see all these kind of solutions, but these are solutions to the problems that we see. Now, <laughs> right. their eyes, they might not see any of that, and they might see a problem somewhere else. So that's why when I'm talking with the youth, I say, you have to tell us how you see. What are some of the adversities that you see that we might not be able to see? We need your input because we're here to eradicate and remove any of those obstacles that we can to make sure that you can fly and soar higher than we ever could. But that only starts with us listening to them, and, and really that's one of the keys, listening to them. Because yeah. so often, as you guys said, I'm a motivational speaker as well, and um, and we have, you know, we could talk all day. We could talk, we could talk the life away, really. But um, <laughs> more so is about listening, because each person will really kind of tell you what they need. Like I tell people all the time, it's it. All you really have to do to to really gauge a person, look at their demeanor, listen to the tone of their voice. Um, mm. Really, because we all tell on ourselves, is those just little signs like that? Just pay attention to to how they conduct themselves, how they carry themselves, and the tone of their voice will show you 
kind of like what's going on in their world. And like you were saying about the music, um, it could give you an idea of where their mind might be, be at. You know what I mean? So, um, But it doesn't mean like, oh, just because they're listening to gangster rap, like they're angry and they're going to go out here and kill somebody. That's mm-hmm. not always the case. But you do have some that it does feel that. It's always a mixed bag. But um, mm-hmm. right. that's right. Right. I'm very hopeful. Um, I'm each day. I'm hearing more and more people um awaken and do their part because we all have a role to play in this. I really believe that um, especially from the from more seasoned individuals, people that have been here a longer time, we have to start reaching out towards the youth because it almost seems like every generation says that, oh, that generation is the lost generation. They say that about mm-hmm. every generation. Every generation says, oh, this one's lost, this one's lost, this one's lost. No, it ain't, man. We just got to take the time to figure out how to reach them because they all can be reached. We're all, like my dad would say, the world is flat. We're all here on the same plane of existence. So they can that's be right. reached, but if you're not willing to put out the effort or invest the time, then then that's right. the problem. That's where the problem really lies, you know what I mean? Because so many people want to point out the obvious, but what of the solution? What of the works? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, maybe that's been brought to your attention because you are supposed to be a part of the solving that solution. You investing your time and thought into how to reach them, but so often people blow a lot of smoke, you know what I mean? Right, and, and, and we all hear it as, an, as, as adults, you know, what other adults say about these kids, but the things that these kids say are, are just as important about these adults. And yes. um, what, you being from the West Coast, there's one rapper that I'm really paying a lot of attention to that's um, Kendrick Lamar. a younger version of Ice Cube is it, Nipsey Hussle. Okay, um, okay. Now, he, you know, if you're on a surface level, if you don't really listen to his lyrics and you're just listening to what he's saying on the surface, it's really like, okay, I'm a, a gangbang rat. You know, it's just I'm a gangbanger and I'm, I'm, I'm saying his rap music. But he's very socially conscious in the way he constructs his, his rap. And um, when you listen to him, he gives you that why versus what I'm going to do. He gives you the reason why that he feels this way. And I think mm. it's all this like that that we really need to start paying attention to that's in, right. In order to redirect these students' minds, these kids' minds, you know, because once you figure out the why, these kids are like, well, I'm not going through this. Why am I acting like this? You know what I mean? Exactly. The same situations that everybody else is going through, and you need these artists. You, you don't have an artist. You no, know, it's once in a while you have an artist that gives you that why, like Commons are artists like that, and Ice Cube mm-hmm. back in the day, and just these different artists. But most artists just gives you that surface level substance, you know, I'm going to yeah. do this when I see you, and no reason why, you know what I mean? So understanding, I, I think, he brings understanding in his music, even though it may look, from the surface, it may look the same, but there's a depth to his to his music, and as to some of the people you mentioned, like the Roots, I just had the opportunity um, last week to meet Dice Raw, he had, came out oh, here yeah, yeah, and yeah. spoke at the 7-7 Center over here in um, San Bernardino, and, um, and it was just very, because, you know, the Roots... Common, like you said, most deaf, um, um, Talib Kweli, mm-hmm. um, Tribe Called Quest, um, these right. groups, um, our side, they they were spilling, giving knowledge, man. Let's just call it what it is. They were dropping the jewels of knowledge on people. Yes, right. and KRS One. Let us not forget. Yes, of course. It's so many. It's so many that do <laughs> drop the knowledge, the knowledge on the on the people. It pours from them, but. So often that's not going to be the, what the mainstream propels because ultimately with, with the programming and conditioning, someone's benefiting from the casket, from the syringes, from someone's getting paid that's off true. every single aspect of them. So if you keep them, that third eye closed and keep them blind buying this liquor and, and um, 
buying this car. One thing I see in my community, I call it the project syndrome. Um, you have people that are living in government housing, right? And but they got a they got a seventy thousand dollar Escalade, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how backwards are your priorities? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? How backwards is that? But, see, you can't fault them. I went to school for marketing. So, really, it's just marketing. They've been sold that way. It's marketing and conditioning. And and that's really yes. what the factors that's are. It's right. conditioning, programming of your mind to make you think that these things bring fulfillment. These things, like, this is my one-on-one on marketing. We all have a voice. In, 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 in a sense, um, financial literacy, that's something, like, what's being mm-hmm. taught is, is, is basic. Um, you're not, I'm a math teacher, so I use pre-calculus. If I wasn't a math teacher, or, and if I'm not going to be an engineer, there's no reason I need pre-calculus. You know, there's, there's certain things that right. you have to develop certain tracks for um, individuals. That's, that's just what I think. I think that you have to, like, cater to the individual when you're talking about the education, because everybody don't want to grow up to be the same thing. That's the truth. So, but yeah, they, do, really like they do need to know how to count. Right. They do need to know how to count, and they do need to know your basic skills and, and thing. But one of the things that's more important than to me than calculus will ever be is financial literacy. True mm-hmm. indeed. Um, yes, one of indeed. The that's more important than um, a a uh, you know just 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 a basic uh, ten minutes about nothing. You know, in between would be a. Um, a etiquette class. You know, you need these basic things that aren't being taught in the class because a lot of students, I know, I didn't know how to tie a tie until I was 18 years old, which is sad, but, you know, but you learn. things are important because when I go on an interview, I'm not going to go on an interview with a tie because I don't even know how to tie a tie. Like, these mm. are just basic things that we need to, that needs to be taught in school because right. it's not at home. It's something and- I, I do want to say at one time those basic skills, basic life skills, were being taught in the schools, and they were being taught in elementary and middle school. But unfortunately, there's been a revamping of the curriculum within the educational institutions of the United States, and it's not done to promote the advancement of the minority class, but rather to induce a decline the relegation. and a regression. And so I've I've often heard it said that now what's happening is the curriculum is dumbing them down. Yes. And that's a scary thing. And that's why parents have to take their power back and start schooling their children at home. And I'm not talking about taking your child out of the educational, the public education, or even private school that you had them in. But I'm saying they should learn everything first from home, and you should be preparing them before they're even institutionalized within a school, which is really uh, created to help them socially speaking for their social skills to be up to par as they should be. So, you know, as parents, we've got a lot to consider in this day as far as what do we want our children to become? I would say, are you satisfied with what you're seeing that the school system is creating our children into being? Or if it is in your best interest to homeschool your child, then by all means do that. Or find a school with a curriculum that is definitely going to agree uh, with you as for the things that you know 
are in your child's best interest for them to learn and to advance in. I think that parents for too long have been trusting the system to educate their child in the best possible way. And unfortunately now we're seeing that, you know, it's been in default of that. Yes. And, and um, I, I don't know who's listening, so I—if I, the wrong person listen—if the wrong person is listening, I might get in trouble for this. But um, Malcolm X said, "Only a fool would trust their enemies to teach them." <laughs> well, and you look but. at what the education system is doing right now, and I'm a teacher, so I'm guilty. I'm partially guilty of it. In mm-hmm. my classroom, in my classroom. Is a different one, but I can only do so much. Yeah, you know, because I am bound by the the public school. Yes, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. It's a fine line that when you're working in these schools where you can't, it can't, you church and state have to be separated, and 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 it's almost like a you have to walk a fine line where you don't want to, um, because not everybody is um, kind about the spirit or believes in the spirit. But um, for those that know, we know what the truth is. And um, a lot of teachings of Malcolm X were right on the head and still pre- ever present to this very moment. And um, and I'm all about um, – I see Pastor Hughes kind of like how he – when he went to Mecca and he saw that Muslims came in every different color – Color and creed mm-hmm. that opened his eyes, and um, but but the but the, some of the some of the knowledge that he was dropping is still true. Like you know, we can't accept this. The ones that push us in the into these ghettos and all this stuff where they relegate us, there they want us there, and they're not going to give us the tools to to build out of that. We have to find that in ourselves. To me, is really going back to our roots when you understand that mm. are the original math people, the original math and science. This whole world has been built on the knowledge that we gave freely until they monetized things, and then that's when this whole situation got flipped. You know. Like money is now the the money is it you know what I mean get the money get the money at the cost of a whole village get the money get the money at the cost of killing your own people get the money get the money you know what I mean so it's it's a lot of things that we have a, to face is a lot of factors and conditioning in in that that play part in that but I, I'm hearing uh, Mr Carter speak knowing that he's in the system and. Mm-hmm. Reach to youth is just a is a is really encouraging and thank you, brother, for being yes, here because we need more passionate people because that's why I tell pe- parents all the time. You teacher, if you got a if you, if it's not a passionate teacher, it's more of a detriment to your children because I see teachers that beat the the kids out the classroom. The bell ring, the the the, the car is already skirting out the thing. Like, but then I see the mm-hmm. other teachers that know that school is a safe haven that some of these students' lit homes are like a living hell, and, and they'll stay after school for two, three hours so the kids yeah. um, get their homework done. And, and then some of them have video game systems and stuff like that in their classroom. So after school, once their homework's done, they get a chance to, you know, play certain games and things of that nature. So those are the ones I appreciate and, and truly are thankful for, and we need more that are passionate, such as our Mr. Carter. And um, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. Um, know that you're making a difference. I know sometimes, especially from the activist point of view, you feel like you're by yourself or, you you know, you're like you're the only one seeing these things. You are not. Mm-hmm. not the only one. As many of us out here are um, waging war on the fronts that we are on, but I believe as long as we continue to sp- share this message of love and empowerment, that, that more will rise to the occasion and, and pour out the effort that is needed to be poured from them. 
Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Same to you. Same thank to you. you. I, I definitely thank you for those compliments because um, it, it, it is hard. You know, it, it gets those days. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Hey, well, you know, we, brother and king. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ibyani Lockhart, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, Ibyani, I'm going to be in touch with you because I have yet to uh, schedule you, and I need to schedule you soon to be on our panel because we definitely have some hot topics coming up, and I know that it will be exceptional to have you as a feature artist for um, one show I have in mind in particular. So I will be in touch with you. So um, I'll say by this weekend, expect to uh, receive a memo in your inbox from me. Okay, and thanks so much for sharing because all of what you said was timely. It was appropriate, apropos. It was definitely what we needed to hear, and I know that it was thought-provoking as well to many. So thank you. Thank you, sister, for the opportunity. Um, I thoroughly enjoy your show because to me it's like – it's it's not it's about activism really. That's the way I see your show really in this blog talk world. There's a lot of poetry shows. Yes. They're good too. But to me this one's more speaking about um what we need to be doing to, to, to reclaim our lives as individuals but reclaim the reclaim the village and all the living. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Well that really that really uh was good for me to hear because that is our goal with this show's platform. That is definitely our goal. So thank you. Thanks so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you once again, Sister and Queen, and nice to speak with you, Brother and King. All right. The same to you, man. I appreciate thank you. Thank you, Brother and King Ibiani, ladies and gentlemen. We will have him on the platform soon and very soon. So be tuning in. Uh, check out the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. And you will, of course, see updates there. But for now, I do want to get a couple of callers to get a chance to speak with you before you have to leave. Do you have at least five or ten more minutes? Yeah, I have a couple more minutes. That's fine. Oh, okay, excellent. We're going to go to Louisiana, and then we're going to go to Dr. Sharonda Orridge, and then we're going to go to U.S. Virgin Islands, and then we're going to move on from there. So welcome. Uh, this will be Poetess Monica from Louisiana. Welcome. How are you? Poetess Monica from Louisiana. Welcome. Are you with us? Okay, I'm going to try one more time. Poetess Monica from Louisiana. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Are you still with us? Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to go now to, uh, let's say... Is this Poetess Monica from Louisiana? Okay, we're going to move on to Dr. Sharonda Orridge. Welcome, Dr. Sharonda. Hi, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And how are you this evening? I'm good, I'm good. Excellent. Well, of course, you know, we have our um, feature artist on the panel, Mr. Albert Carter from the Hip Hop University. So what I'm going to do is, Dr. Sharonda, I'm going to pass the mic to you, and whatever's on your heart, feel free to express it. And if you have any questions or maybe just comments and remarks to direct to our feature artist on the platform, feel free to do so. The mic is in your hands. Yeah, I um, I just was looking. I like what you're doing. I, I was actually in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. I had performed at the Mbutu Fest in June. 
Okay. And I wish I'd have knew because I would have loved to to stop by and see what's going on, um, and and see your model and stuff. It sounds it sounds really powerful. Yeah, it would it would have been it would have been great. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so um one of the things I was um I I was kinda in and, and out and stuff, but um mm-hmm. one of the things that we were I heard you all talking about um was about the hip hop and um about the kids today. And one of the things that I've noticed like in in my observation, now the kids are more they're they're not like see I I was a rapper and I I I grew up battling and 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 um riding I'm from Chicago riding on the L's and you know passing the hat around so we can get money and and stuff like that so I'm like one of one of those and so we battled each other we used to talk and and battle each other and that's where it ended nowadays they are living out. What they're saying mm. they're doing, they 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 you know they're shooting up people, and then the the crazy part about it is they shooting up people, they drinking, they smoking, they pointing guns, and they showing it on on mm. social media, and so they right. prosecuting themselves on top of that. You know what I'm saying? And I speak from experience because my my nephew um, is one of the one of the rappers that was like real hot in Chicago, and he's on on trial for first degree murder. You know, and then my my other nephew, he's in he's in prison now too, and so I was talking to the the oldest one before he even went. I was talking to him about how to carry himself and everything like that because like even when you did have when you did have um, you know N.W.A. and and Ghetto Boys and everything out, they still had a business mind. They still mm-hmm. had a business model. Now, they're all they doing, they don't, I mean, you know, they did spend their money on, on certain things to look a certain way, but at the same time, even what they were, now I ain't going to even say even, but what they were doing was still educating people through their experience. Now everybody's talking about going to the club, drinking lean, talking about more ways to destroying themselves. Right. When right, I, right. I'm in a school as well, and I always, I, I actually um, taught after um, after school program with spoke. I taught spoken word class, and the mm. first thing I open up with is I ask them to um, name me three rappers that's mainstream, that's conscious, that's on the radio all the time. They can't do it. They can't mm. do it. Wow. And you know what? I actually, um, I talk with one of the radio station DJs down here, and it's really, they don't have any control over what's being played. If a song doesn't get as many, with all the technology that they have out here right now, mm-hmm. they can figure out how many people are listening when a certain song is played. The more people are listening when songs are played and it doesn't switch the uh, radio off, then that song will get played more often. Um, mm-hmm. Usually that song endorses a certain type of lifestyle that, right. that involves, you know, having too much fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see, the, oh, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. And, and usually um, a lot of money is pumped into those songs. So you don't have to be a good rapper to do it. You just have right. to have a, a money system behind you. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. You play more often because guess what? You're paying for it to get played. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, and, and I'm going back to your 50 Cent reference. 
where you yeah. said that he doesn't drink. You know, he has a, his own vodka company, and he doesn't <laughs> drink. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so when you think about that, it's like it, it, it's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And he openly right. admits to to some of the things that he's not doing that he says already. He op- he's open about it. It's just that you have to want to really, you have to want to um, see what that person is doing versus just listening to him on a song, you know. And, and like the brother said about being an actor, you know, you don't yeah. wanna, you don't question these actors. You need to start questioning these rappers and look at in their background because a lot of them are college educated. Some of them have masters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's They're right. Because that won't sell. And if it doesn't sell, it doesn't get played on the radio. Right. But a lot a lot of them, too, as well, came from that background and changed okay. their life around. But mm-hmm. that's the story that needs to be told and, and the light needs to be shined on that. You know, we... That's true. And, and the thing of it is, is back in the day... See, it was we we had we had a variety of rap and a, a variety of music that we can listen to and choose to listen to. Now it's just one type of music out there, and that's it's by design. That is no accident. That mm. is like that because you know when we heard Public Enemy and we heard KRS One and we heard Poor Righteous Teacher and X Clan, we were ready to go do something. And okay. so the the because music. It's suggestive, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, right. that's close to our heart. You know, that, that the beat is our heartbeat, you know what I'm saying? You talk about the drum, the drum is the heartbeat. So mm-hmm. the, a lot of people, you know, they get, it's, it's just almost like hypnotizing because you're putting those suggestive things in their spirit. So they have studied that and watched that about us, so they start taking out all the positive because we were ready to, to stand up and fight. And then they start putting all that partying and mm-hmm. and other ways to destroy yourself, you know. And then this image of how you think a person should look. And we have a lot of followers. We don't have a lot. Of, a lot of our kids um, are scared to. They have. They brilliant, but they they're scared to be pioneers. I, I've seen a. I've seen a, quite a few who have been and have paid have sacrificed. And I was one of those as well because I was. I mean, I have friends that was ready to to um, produce me and get me out there, but they sold drugs, and I didn't want to be associated with that. Mm, mm-hmm. That's key right there. As you're saying, you know, we've got to encourage our youth to have standards. Some things they should say, I just won't do. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that we have to mirror to them. We've got to model it for right. them. And unfortunately, a lot of us are sellouts, mm-hmm. and a lot of us don't have those standards. Mm-hmm. So they don't really see how to be, and they're right. acting out what they're seeing. So, you know, change has got to come in all of us. Right. And I think it's that it starts, you know, I've heard it said often from your house to the White House, from the White House to your house, it's real. You know, legislation, policy, all of those things impact our lives. Politics impacts mm-hmm. our households in more mm-hmm. than just a few ways. And we've got to find that happy medium with the youth. And I think the Hip Hop right. University is definitely about doing just that, where you're making that connection with the youth and showing them a better way and including them in the process of creating 
a better climate for more positive outcomes, present and futuristic. Um, and, and it takes everybody being involved. You know, I can remember um, years back when it was nothing to see in the community um, on every street corner there was some kind of artsy thing going on. There was always mm-hmm. somebody on the block that had the uh, children coming together at a certain time of day and was doing some kind of arts and craft thing, whether it was showing them painting, um, wood carving, um, something. You know, so their hands was busy. And that's the thing, keeping our youth busy, keeping their minds and hands busy doing things that are positive, you know, having them using their creativity. Once you can do that, you're you're saving them from the streets as for as for the negativity on the streets because we know not everything is evil. Um, so we've got to keep them involved, keep them active, keep them doing things that are productive. Show them well. You know, if you do this, you can make some money. You know, if you do this, you know, teach them a little about cutting grass. It's a certain way to trim the grass, a certain way to cut. You know, and you know they'll pay you to do that, and then you can make your rounds, and you'll have a certain amount of money. You know, get them started in the uh, entrepreneur-mindedness, you know, in in terms of becoming independently wealthy. Because it starts with little things like that. I know people that start off just running paper errands, and now they're CEOs of their own business. So, you know, you build up to that big, uh, you know, whatever your big dream is, you, you, you grow big. That's what I'm saying, grow big. It's better to grow big than to just become big overnight because if you become big overnight, a lot of times it don't last. But if you actually go through the ranks, that's when you're learning something and then you have a foundation and then you're actually going to be established once you reach the top, and then you can pull others up with you. So that's what it's all about, teaching them not just to get rich quick, because, you know, a lot of people, that's the thing. You know, now it's like, you know, um, rich rich dad, poor dad, you know, they go to these uh, workshops and these seminars, and, you know, they, they acquire all this knowledge and information, but... They dare not share it with anybody. A lot of them is like, you know, I'm all about me getting rich. You know, they're not really thinking about, well, how I can transmit this knowledge to the younger generation and possibly maybe I can start something within my own community that's a rich dad, poor dad uh, session where, you know, the young people whose parents can't afford to be at those conferences, hey, they can come and we can do something in our house and it can start off like a little, you know, just a little right. small gathering. Next thing you know, you've written out um, a room in, in the community center in the library because everybody can't fit in your house. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, it starts small. You know, a lot of people don't think like that. But years ago, I remember a lot of bands, a lot of these major bands that are real famous and popular now, they started in their in their own garages and, and basements. A lot right. of them started their own studios in their basements. So it all it, it takes ingenuity. It takes using your mind and, and devising a plan. The ones that succeed are the ones that plan to succeed. I you know, I'm always saying that because it's real. If you plan to succeed, you're gonna succeed. But if you plan not to succeed, you're gonna fail. I mean it's just inevitable. Mhm. These are, you know, keys to life 
And we just got to, you know, snatch the youth up. Each one, Maya Angelou said this, and I'm sure others said it before her, and it's just wisdom being dropped from one person to the next. Each one, teach one. <laughs> if you can just reach one, you can save a whole generation. Yep. Each one, teach one. Yeah. Well, I wanted to... um. To, to say that I do have to, to go, but I wanted to, um, I have a, actually I have a piece that really speaks to what you were just talking about, if I can um, say it. Yes, yes you may. Yes, Dr. Uh, Sharonda, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the very, very finest uh, poets that I know in, in terms of her wordology, penology, so uh, please hold tight, listen closely, everyone, because I guarantee you, she will inspire you, Dr. Sharon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I got to step up now, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting now. You waiting now? <laughs> I know. That was a, a big build-up. I done rolled up. the red carpet. You got to walk it down. <laughs> I know. That was a big build-up. Wow. Okay. Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> okay. This is called All the Way. What looks like an overnight success takes years of hard work. Ladies, you can't accomplish that by pulling up your skirt, laying on your back, or smoking some crack with so much pain in your heart, you don't know how to act. Passing on to your children the hurt and the shame. Is it your fault? Well, who else is to blame? It got to be the community, because when you cut our bleed and when one of us make it, we all succeed. At least that's how it used to be. It's not anymore. It seems like rims and bling bling is all we're striving for. The message in our music has changed from love to greed, from self-empowerment to your selfish needs. It's hard out here for a pimp, so let's examine that. It won an Academy Award. Blacks just got smacked. Yet again by a system that's put in place that's meant to dehumanize the black race. We made a lot of musical contributions that's real to a core. Yes, it's hard out here for a pimp. It's what we'll be remembered for. When a positive song comes out, it just gets squashed. Wake up. Don't you see you being brainwashed? I'm not knocking three, six months of experience, but I got a question, though. Think about what a pimp does for a living. Shouldn't the song be as hard out here for a hoe? We have to examine what mm. we listen to. Don't take it at face value, because when you hear a dope beat, see, that's how they grab you, hold you, mold you into that stereotype. Being loud and uneducated got you believing the hype. They say the most powerful defense is the educated black, but if that Negro is miseducated, they say change is good, but... I disagree because the changes put in place is not meant for me, so we must implement our own change so that we can break free out of the prisons of our mind, which is mental slavery. Stop mm-hmm. waiting for approval from people who don't love you, who don't care about your well-being, and think that they're above you. What good is another speech about how we can come together when we even ha- when we haven't built shelter to endure the rough weather? They say talking is good. That's how you come up with ideas. But when you talk too long, those ideas turn to fears. <clears throat> Every race has a certain stereotype, I do realize, but black people race stereotypes are the most publicized. So we must write our own stories and build our own communities. And when we do this, We'll begin to see unity, both in the words and the behavior we display, because together as a people, we can go all the way. And that's that piece. Mm. Woo. That was good. That Thank was you. Good. Excellent. I like that. I like that. Where can I find your work? Um, you can catch on, on Facebook. I um I also have a website, um, www dot 
D R S H E R O N D A O R R I D G E dot com. And I okay. um let me get your name. I, I can friend you on Facebook. Okay. Um uh, the name on Facebook is Albert Burt Carter. Albert Burt Carter. Burt? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Carter, I got you. Yeah. All right, I got you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Saranda. That's thank definitely you. one of my favorites. Um, right. Real talk, real talk to the nth degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, it, it's all about the truth with Dr. Sharonda, ladies and gentlemen. She is a hardcore truth monger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, look, I've never yes, been described yes. as that before. I've been told I was a lot of things. <laughs> a truth monger. All right. I'm putting that on my bio. <laughs> yes. Hardcore truth monger. Right. <laughs> hardcore. All right. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love all it. Right. Thank you. Um, well, y'all have a good night. You too. Right, you too. Thanks again. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We have a caller with us. I'm going to see if we, Sister uh, Monica, she's a poetess. Poetess Monica from Louisiana, are you with us? Okay. She probably cannot talk at the moment. We're going to go to North Carolina. It looks like we have a caller from North Carolina on the call this evening. Caller from North Carolina, welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Caller from North Carolina, your mic is unmuted. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Okay, what I'll do is I'm going to mute you, and when you're ready to talk, just simply do the following. Raising your hand is done by the following action. You would simply just press the asterisk key on your telephone keypad and then press the number 8 key on your telephone keypad. And when you do that, you will raise your hand, and I will see your hand raised, and I shall invite you to speak. Now I'm going to go to U.S. Virgin Islands. Welcome, Brother and King, Skyski, Rio. Welcome. Well, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks. Yes. Yes, I can. Give thanks and greetings, greetings everyone. Hi, how are you? My, yeah, man, my my keyboard is in there, but then you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, good good work. So you're doing. Thank so, you. Yeah, it's a little um, it's a little different here here in the VI. You know, um, the the rock thing is real big. And it's more more or less geared toward a younger generation, you know. True, we, we feel mostly in dance hall, reggae, mm-hmm. you know, and calypso. Yes. But, but there's a ma- there's a major influence with with the rap the rap thing. There's a lot of major artists actually who came from from the Virgin Islands up recently you know, from with the rap thing. Mhm. That's true. But, yeah, it's just um. Since, since it's in the hands, you know, of, it's really the biggest thing. And it's what every kid listens to, even down to nine and seven. And they're real young. It's just, it's, 
it's kind of alarming, you know, the fact that it, it's it's all about the pride and ego thing a, a lot. You know, I just it's the same for Don South too. You know, I I work a lot with kids, mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I see their their cry and what they really really want, and and the look in their eyes when they see an elder, especially a, a a man, a black man who made it past mm. forty years old, you know. Mm-hmm. You know it's, it's always been you, you have to defend your life as a black man. Yeah. Oh yeah, most it's, definitely. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, you know, you have to somehow or the other establish something so nobody messes with you. you know, since since um since it's such a, a belittle belittling standpoint you know, of, of the, the, the color and, and class vibe that's happening in the world, you know? But yes. I'm, I'm sure the same equal effort that, that the people in the rap industry put out to, to, to really, like, you know, they see these dudes, she keep and all these men from Chicago and everything, you know, they're the most efficient killers out here. So it's funny how other big promoters go and try to promote them. And they see you got other other brethren and other people who who want to really keep up with the positive thing and, and you know I could see as a as a, a young rapper coming up and you know you you, you want to kind of be famous and get a, a name for yourself and promote mm-hmm. what was currently what's currently happening but as you as you age you know you have to take a little bit of responsibility and and say wow you know people are starting to look up to me mm-hmm. and you know. Do I have to better yeah. the younger man, or, or should I be wise and start speaking truth to, to the youth? Then that you're 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 one of a kind. You're 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 divinely made, and that everyone is different. And because you don't have the gold and the bling, that you're still someone. You know, you still have something. You know, a talent or something to offer to the world. But you don't hear too much of the rap in the rap industry of people trying to promote that. You know, so I I, I I'm happy to hear to hear you all talk. I, I honestly can't relate. You know, and, and it's a new a new thing really not to say that I've I have i have been a beat boy really from, from my youth. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was a I've been a break dancer and I and I and I saw I felt the vibe of the music from the past as compared okay. to you know Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gone from you doing a really wicked head spin to know you having the baddest gun, you know, and gun kill, um, head spin, <laughs> head spin make you make you bad, you know. So I can't really relate, but I could just put these words forward to you, and you know the hip hop university, and try mm-hmm. to instill on the, the youth them because it's not really us who's looking up. But it's rather to use them like, wow, okay, I gotta be this way in order to be accepted. So let, let me do what y'all do. Kill, kill, kill. Um, give me chain, chain, chain. Woman, woman, woman. Bling, bling, bling. Twenty-two inch rims and all that time. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's time to promote goodness, man. Goodness. You know, taste the apple, man. Take a bite and taste it, and give thanks and praises unto the mighty Father. Mm-hmm. You know, but I still say, um, all strength, my friend. You know, and and I hope in in time to come, everybody recognizes the need 
for us to be real men and women, you mm-hmm. know, to raise our, yeah. raise our, raise our children. That's the right. right. You know what I mean? So I'm just a listener tonight, and I take three things. I'm, I'm blessed enough to, to you all, you know. And Thank don't, you. Don't let, me, don't let me keep you all back. Blessed, you know. Okay. Right. Thank Bless. you so much. We we appreciate you, those words. Uh, brother in King Skysky Rio, and as he was saying, you know, he resides in the Virgin Islands. That's where he is from, and um, he used to be a breakdancer, and so he's familiar with how the vibe of that music, that urban sound music, will motivate you, you know, and it can motivate you to either uh, be positive or negative, but how we need to remember for those who are rappers out there, you are a role model, whether you look at yourself or consider yourself to be one or not. The youth mm-hmm. are looking up to you, and therefore you have you have a responsibility. And right. if you're going to be a, and I've been, I've heard this said before, if you're going to be a celebrity, keep in mind that you're going to live in the limelight, meaning Everything you do is going to be followed by the camera. So someone is going to be watching you. You're going to have young eyes on you at all times, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be revering you as though you're an idol because you are just that in their eyes. So be mindful that, you know, with that, you know, it's a blessing and a curse in that you're benefiting from this celebrity status but also, also now you've got to be even that much more aware that your life is subject to public scrutiny. That's and right. anything that you do, it, it, it's going to be classified as being something that is not. It's always going to be exaggerated, you know, from the littlest thing. Um, if you turn your nose up, just because you're wearing certain glasses, you don't want them falling down. They're going to think, oh, she put her nose up. Um, notice how her head was lifted as though she's better than somebody else. I mean, you know, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to give them any ammunition. They're already going to come at you, left the right. Mm-hmm. You can't do no right. You know, Little you're not guy. righteous. So, you know, you just got to um, use it. In a positive light, use that affluence, influence in a positive light. And remember the youth. I think too often a lot of times the celebrities are living to themselves and they're in this bubble or this glass, you know, forgetting that, you know, there's there's a, a whole generation that's being influenced by what you do. So keep that in mind. That's all we're saying. Right, right. That's what we're saying. So I'm going to ask uh, Brother Ibiani if he has anything he'd like to uh, say or direct to our feature artists in closing. Um, this has just been a beautiful fellowship. I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful to be uh, a part of this and to hear, um, just to hear about the efforts being poured out to to salvage our community and better the living. I, I think that's beautiful. And thank you to each one of you for doing what you do. Wonderful. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And you continue, uh, Brother and King Ibiani Lockhart, because you're doing very much. You're doing a lot, and um, I believe that I heard something on the lines of now you're getting more involved in terms of, is it politics now that you're talking Well, I've been doing political campaigning for over seven years, and I, okay. I, I tell people all the time, like, you might not like the political system, but you can't change it from the outside. So it's like mm. you you have to get involved, and and one thing that I'm seeing with um, people today, they seem to have forgot all the sacrifices to get this right to vote. Some of the first brothers and sisters that cast that vote were killed and lynched, you know. And we we look on these things as if they're meaningless. So um, I'm trying to help. My whole thing I'm seeing because I work in the marketing area as well is just how to. Perpetual, to show them the value of the importance of education, the value of education, the value of of speaking um, in the, in a word in a tone of love, the value of education and knowledge. You know, just trying to show them what the value is and how to convey the value. Because if you're not conveying the value of whatever you're presenting, it's going to miss. They're not going to understand it. So I'm just I'm getting ready to actually write a book about this on how to better. Um, portray your value or let them understand or bring clarity to what the value is. Excellent. Right. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. Behind you 100%, brother. Anything I can do to help? Definitely, family. We'll definitely be working together in the near future, Lord willing, because um, there's a lot of work to be done, and I um, just definitely want to shake your hand one day for what you do with you and your partner and Fran as well. Uh, Lord willing, be able to shake yes, indeed. Job in the flesh one day. But nevertheless, if it does not come to part, just this is just a beautiful fellowship. Nevertheless, it brought me fulfillment. Yes, oh, sir. Yes, wonderful. Sir. Excellent. you got to start somewhere. It's all about building bridges and networking. That's key. True. Yes, indeed. Well, um, what we're going to do now, I'm going to check and see if this caller from North Carolina um, is able to speak. Caller from North Carolina, welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Caller from North Carolina, you're live on the air. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Okay, I think we're probably it's probably a bad connection. I did hear at one point it sounded like they were trying to uh connect. Well, um I'm not sure what the connectivity issues are sometimes due to weather. Um we do have some uh disconnects. However, I want to thank the caller from calling and I'm referring to the caller from North Carolina, also the caller caller from Southwest Louisiana. Are you on the call? Caller from Southwest Louisiana, are you on the call? Okay, it looks like we're having some connectivity issues. The caller from Southwest Louisiana also is not able to connect with us. Well, we want to say to um, our feature artist who has been so gracious, he's extended his time with us for an extra half hour, um, and I'm referring to Mr. Albert M. Walker, um, Albert M. Carter, I want to say thank you so very much for oh, being. For yes, we and we are welcome. You are welcome. We are um, so very honored that you would come, and all of what you have shared was very, very essential information. Of course, um, we do post the archives link on tomorrow, and at that time is. 
anyone missed out in hearing the full interview, they will be able to hear it uh, via the archive link. So I'm going to make certain that you have access to it as soon as it becomes available to us. So expect to uh, see a posting. I'm going to share it with you where the archive link will be featured, and it will invite any and everyone that was not able to join us tonight to uh, listen to the live broadcast via the archive link. That sounds great. Yes, indeed. So at this time, Mr. Carter, I would like for you to share with our listening audience all of your contacts uh, via social media, um, any websites, web pages, uh, Twitter accounts, um, Facebook links. Uh, just share. Um, and sometimes, you know, we've had where feature artists just said to our listening audience, if you would just Google my name, then all of the information that you need will show up. So however you want to do it, the mic is now in your hands, and please share your contacts so that everyone can correspond with you post the show tonight, and thank you. Um, sure. Um, my contact, if you want to get a hold of me via Instagram, is uh, Hip Hop University um, on Instagram. On Twitter, it's hip underscore hop underscore UNIV. On, uh, if you want to get access to the website, it's hiphopuniversity.net, hiphopuniversity.net. Facebook is Hip Hop University, mm-hmm. and um, that's about it. I mean, and, and if anything else, hey, Google, Google my name. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. uh, Hip Hop, and, and something will pop up. Oh, email is hhusummer at gmail.com. Okay. And one more time, uh, please uh, con- uh, give that email address out for everyone. Thank you. The email address is hhusummer, S-U-M-M-E-R, at gmail.com. Thank you so very much. Well, I I must say, uh, Mr. Carter, we truly enjoy having you on the panel tonight, and we definitely want you to know that you are welcome as a return guest. We will definitely be in touch with you to schedule a future date and have you back on the panel. How's that? <laughs> that sounds great. It was it was fun, and I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Great. And also, don't forget to visit the Exceptional Scribble Show um, fan page, and you would just uh, type into the search bar on Facebook, the Exceptional Scribble Show, and you'll see um, it looks like a picture of myself, on the mic holding a neon green binder. <laughs> I was doing an open mic <laughs> when the picture was taken. But yeah, <laughs> so feel free to post any of your calendar of events updates there and um, just any informative links about Hip Hop University or any special events that Hip Hop Inter- University has had with um, some live maybe open mic performances by some of the students or um, just anything that you want for the general public to know about Hip Hop University. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And keep in touch. We will definitely be in touch with you. All right. Sounds great. Excellent. Have a wonderful night. 
right. You too. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the exclusive interview. And now what we're going to do is shift gears and prepare for the open forum discussion for tonight's show. And I do want everyone to be aware that we do have a topic during our open forum discussion. Our topic is mentoring, tutoring, and workshops. I repeat, mentoring, tutoring, and workshops. Also, our focus word is mentoring. But before we engage or indulge in the open forum discussion, what we're going to do is there is a, um, this is a spoken word uh, artist piece. And I, I wanted to share this because it will definitely prove to be motivational, especially for our young people. Um, so many times a lot of youth have been uh, discouraged about advancing in education because they don't seem to test very well. And then when they don't score high on the test, they tend to take that as meaning that they're not cut out for the path that they're on in education. And so what I want to do is uh, play this, particular spoken word artist piece because it does inspire and I guarantee you it will encourage any youth, any young person, as well as any person in general that's uh, continuing their education to press on. Uh, Whatever your goals are, don't give up simply because you didn't score and reach that high mark that you intended to. Just know this. Don't let an exam decide your fate. And this is that piece. evening in a heated discussion with his mother, saying, why does he have to study subjects he will never ever use in his life? And she will look at him blank-eyed, stifle a sigh, think for a second, and then lie. She'll say something along the lines of, you know to get a good job, you need a good degree, and these subjects will help you get a good degree. We never had this opportunity when I was younger. And he will reply, but you were young a long time ago, weren't you, mom? And she won't respond, although what he implies makes perfect sense, that society's needs would have changed since she was 16. But she will ignore him, grip his hand more sternly, then drag him to the car. But what she doesn't know is that she didn't ignore him just to shut him up. She didn't lie because they were just returning from parents' evening and an argument in the hallway would look bad on her resume. She won't lie because she just spent the last one hour convincing a stern-faced teacher that she would ensure that her child studies more at home. No, she would lie simply because she does not know any better herself. Although her whole adult life, she has never used or applied Pythagoras' theorem, pathetic fallacy, and still does not know the value of X. She will rely on society to tell her that her child, who has one of the sharpest minds in the school, is hyperactive, unfocused, easily distracted, and wayward. Students, 
How many equations, subjects, and dates did you memorize just before an exam never to use again? How many A grades did you get which were never asked for when you applied for a job? How many times did you remembered something five minutes just after the teacher said stop writing, only to receive your results one month later to realize that you were only one mark short of the top grade? Does that mean remembering five minutes earlier would have made you more qualified for a particular job? Well, on application form, it would have. We all have different abilities, thought processes, experiences, and genes. So why is a class full of individuals tested by the same means? So that means Sherelle thinks she's dumb because she couldn't do a couple of sums. And if this issue is not addressed properly, it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then every school has the audacity to have a policy on equality. <laughs> the irony. Exams are society's methods of telling you what you're worth. But you can't let society tell you what you are Because it's the same society that tells you that abortion is wrong But then looks down on teenage parents The same society that sells products to promote natural hair, looks and smooth complexion With the model on the box half photoshopped And has fake lashes and hair extensions With pastors that preach charity but own private jets Imams that preach against greed but all fat Parents that say they want educated kids But constantly marvel at how rich Richard Branson is Governments that preach peace but endorse Wars that say they believe so much in the importance of higher education and further learning, then why increase tuition fees every single year? I believe Miss Jefferson when she took me into the office and said that my exams would be imperative to my success because we was taught to always follow when Miss Jefferson led. But then I took Jefferson out of the equation and learned to think for myself. I realized we was taught to always follow when Miss led. Huh, the irony. Test us with tests, but the finals are never final, because they never prepare us for the biggest test, which is survival. And what I suggest is fairly outlandish, so I do not expect everyone to understand this, except for the kids who knows what it feels like to be worth no more than that D or that A that you get on results day. And the ones whose best stories were never good enough for the English teacher, because apparently you missed out key literal techniques, did not follow the class plan, and the language was too informal for him to understand. But then he'd reference Hamlet and Macbeth, and you'd fight the urge to express your contempt by partially clenching your fist with only your medius finger left protruding in the middle of your hand, and then asked if he was aware that Shakespeare was known as the innovator of slang, or the kid at the back of the class who thinks, why am I studying something that doesn't fuel my drive? But then when confronted with a maths problem, his eyes come alive. So this one is for my generation, the ones who found what they were looking for on Google, the ones who followed their dreams on Twitter, pictured their future on Instagram, accepted destiny on Facebook. This one's for my failures and my dropouts, for my unemployed graduates, my shop assistants, cleaners and cashiers with bigger dreams, my self-employed entrepreneurs, my world changers and my dream chasers, because the purpose of why I hate school but love education was not to initiate a worldwide debate, but to let them know that whether 72 or 88, 44 or 68, we will not let exam results decide our fate. Peace. Okay, that's a very powerful message, ladies and gentlemen, very powerful. Um, I want to thank Lady Nakia in the chat room for sharing a reply to that piece. And Lady Nakia, that piece is entitled, I Will Not Let an Exam Result Decide My Fate. That is a spoken word 
artist piece, and I believe the artist's name is Sully Breezy. And I did post the information with the link in the chat room. So anyone that's in the chat room, you'll find it there. Also, if you go to the events page for tonight's show, uh, the Exceptional Scribble Show episode number 68, you will see it there. I just posted there as well. Um, and or if you go to the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, you'll find it there. I will not let an exam result decide my fate. And I think that it's so very important. I wanted the open forum discussion to begin with that piece uh, right there because I think that a lot of times the youth give up because their test exam results were not as high as they had hoped. And a lot of times the ridicule that they undergo and experience has such a lasting impression on them. Uh, They in turn have a complex that whenever they test, they immediately feel they're not going to do but so well. And how unfortunate, because a lot of times if their mindset was different, if they thought, I will do well, I can do well, then the outcome would be different or better, all in the same. So I I just wanted to play that spoken word uh, piece because a lot of times um, for us adults, we need to incite the youth in that regard. We need to teach them about positive affirmations and how they dispel negative energy. Yes, there are certain words that you can say at least three times, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, once in the evening, and it will set the course of your day to turn from a negative into a positive. And it's so very important. Also with prayer, meditation, there's so many key things. We need to educate our youth on spirituality. A lot of them aren't getting that education. They're getting the secular education, but not the spirituality education. And they need that. It will enrich their lives. It will help them combat all the negative energy, which is a negative spirit that combats all of the positivity in them. And yes, we we have to help them heighten their awareness, make them more aware that yes, there are two forces at work. There's the negative and there's the positive. There's the good and there's the evil. And we've got to arm ourselves. We've got to prepare ourselves for that battle because it is a battle. It's a war going on. And they need to know how to win that battle every day, how to defeat their adversary, the 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 negative force, the evil spirit, the evil energy that's only evident to prevent them 
from making progress, from reaching their ultimate goals in life. And they need to know that they have our support. A lot of times they're stumbling and falling into pitfalls because they don't see us in their corner. They don't feel us in their corner. They don't believe that we believe in them. A lot of times we're telling them the exact things we really don't want to see them do. And we've got to change our dialogue. And I'm referring now to the adults. We the ones who are supposed to be the wise, the ones who know better, we've got to change our dialogue about the youth. We've got to start speaking into their lives greatness. We've got to start calling them what we know they can become. Tell them, you know, you are successful. You are an entrepreneur. You are an outstanding student. You are a honor student in the making. It's okay to tell them these things. Let us not label them based on the negativity or bad behavior that we see. They're not that behavior. They are not the negativity. They have a destiny. They have a purpose. They were born to fulfill a mission. We've got to remind them of these things. And there's more good energy and positive energy inside of them. It just needs to be stirred. Some, for some, it needs to be rekindled. For some of them, the, the flame is gone so low because of a lot of bad or negative events that did happen, a chain of negative events for some. A lot of tragic ordeals occurred in their lives. And so they lost hope. They stopped believing. They stopped trying. They stopped pursuing. So now it's time for us that are the hopeful, the positive-minded or spirited individuals. It's time for us to remind them of their greatness, remind them of who they are descendants of, that, yes, you are a descendant of a great nation of people, a people who are the very first, first doctors, first chemists, first mathematicians, first linguistics, the first to invent Phonics and 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 the very first to create monuments and to build monuments, we've got to remind them from whence they came and encourage and motivate the positive spirit energy within them to flourish 
into full bloom. Why? Because that is what we are commissioned to do. If we are their elders, that is our responsibility to that next generation. We are to be the keepers of the circle. We are to be the ones, the gatekeepers, the ones that keep them in the way which is positive. To sustain life, to preserve the integrity of humanity, that is our call. And we've got to remember that there are a lot of negative forces at work that will, in every possible way, attempt to avail in preventing the youth from reaching full maturity. That is when their eyes are open, they are fully awake, and they say, I know why I'm here. I was born for a purpose. There is a reason for me breathing. That is the time, that is the moment when they are fully awake. Until then, they're floundering. They're awake at times and then they're back to sleep. They're awake at times and then they fall into this slumber. But it is our duty as the elders to awaken them out of that sleep, to help them to come into their own when they acknowledge, I'm here for a purpose and this is the reason why. I'm going to open the mic. We have um, Skyski Rio still on the on the call. Welcome back, Skyski. I'm listening. I'm listening for the man. Yes. I'm yeah. I'm well, everything. Yes, indeed. And I would just like for you to share some input because I'm just touching on. Uh, I did want for us to have discussion about. Uh, mentoring, tutoring, workshops, the relevance of all the above. And you can even uh, share if you're currently mentoring uh, the youth. Um, Yes, you can share about that. And what you find is so very helpful in terms of your tactics of mentoring that you utilize. All right. I'm... I guess there's a small island here in France. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I know I know people like I know their kids. I I'm pretty much a, a street oriented fellow. So you know you you, you see the up and coming little ones you know and and you know them more so than probably even their parents do. You know I'm out there. I've always been a kind of a rough around kind of dude, so I've always, I'm out there, man, you know, and I see, see what's happening with them. And, and I, I, I see the innocence and, and the quest or mm-hmm. a question, you know, a, a little question in their eyes. You know, all along these dudes flexing with the baddest guns, you know, got the baddest guns on their waist and things. But all along, it's just for someone to tell them, the force that's opposing what's the norm, the force that they know that inside themselves is saying, no, this is not right. This, this, this isn't right. 
but there's, mm. there's no not many elders who 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 haven't you know who haven't gone to that extreme of egotism where where like wow I can't even say nothing to y'all you know or you know, they don't even really care but the youth that I find in their eyes when I look inside of them that they're saying what's the opposing force I mean no. I'm, a, I'm just a man, you know. It's hard out mm-hmm. here for everything. I don't, I don't have the means to like put forth it and say, okay, come, come. You know, this, this is the way, and you know, but I could, I could still try my best because I'm, I'm really a physical fitness instructor. I've, okay. I've been, yeah, I've been that most of my life. You know, I'm 42. Mm-hmm. I started my career when I was 18. Mm. So, you know. All aspects of physical instruction, you know. So I've I've had to deal with them. You know, I've worked at school, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, so so I I I kind of have a, a a feel, and that's that's the quest I find that they're asking for. Okay, man, and you know, a lot of them have built animosity for the fact they say it's because of our generation, why that's the way why why the the way they are now. And, and, you know, as much as I would like to disagree, I have to agree because, I mean, from my, my aspect, as I, mm-hmm. as I guess I'm, I guess so you, you know, I'm a, a man who, who didn't really care for the, 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 um, the, the fancy pants type of way. Mm-hmm. So, I, I see, I see the way that others ain't going to see, you know, and as much, as much as they, they, they want to be the way that they see, like, wow, the rap game and what makes a man a, a man, you know, that you have to fulfill certain standards that, that America and society dictate, you know, that they, 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 no matter how much they try, they're not going to fulfill it, you know, unless it's going to be death or jail for them. So that they're, they're looking for someone, a hero, you could kind of say, like say, wow, that's not cool. Stop it, you know. Mm. And yeah, they're, they're looking for that, Francine. They're looking for somebody, and, and someone who. I guess it's just mere words I'm speaking, but is it collective effort on, on everyone? Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, it, it, I'm just me here in the Virgin Islands. And every everyone's out there, you know. Everyone has to do the same in order to make a difference, or a thing will go nowhere, man. You know, it's not gonna go any place. You see, you know, just stay stagnant and just be the same. And it's getting worse and worse. That's right. That's right. You you yeah. made some very strong, good points. Uh, very important. Um, like you said, one voice cannot make the same level of noise like a choir of voices or a collective body raising their voices as one. Mm -hmm. Especially when it doesn't come with any kind of financial type, something to to vivid in the eye. Wow, look at that bling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these speakers of truth are humble people who don't value vanity, and they come and like, "What the hell are you talking to, man? You look like a punk." 
or, or some heck like that. And you don't, you don't really look like the, the baddest rapper to be able to talk to me this way. Hmm. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. I have two sons. My oldest son is in his 20, my youngest nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, man. Worrisome, you know? Mm. A visual, very much diligent, you know, to, to make sure that they stay on the, the right path, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's so important, like you're saying, you know, the earlier the age of the child that we can intervene on their behalf in their life and begin the mentoring, the sooner the better. And I'm I'm happy and encouraged when I hear uh, from persons such as Albert Carter and yourself even, how you said you started at the age of 18 and now you're 40 or in your 40s, early 40s. But you were consistent in what you were doing as a physical ed instructor. And instruction is definitely mentoring. It is definitely mentoring. You're, you are teaching, and in order to teach, you have to devote yourself to your audience. And and you being a teacher unto our youth, um, even as a phys ed teacher, that required you devoting your time, your energy, um, centering your attention onto them, which is all very critical, critical skills, yeah. important when mentoring. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yes. Um, not too much in the field of, of, of the school system, but uh, as a personal trainer, mm-hmm. I two of my athletes went to the Olympics. One went twice, and one went once. I'm very Mm, and you said some of some of the uh, student athletes actually went as far as the Olympics that you trained, correct? Yeah, um, I had a boxer, a Kobo Garcia. He went to Olympics two times. Mm. And my, 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 the girl who I'm with right now, Dinah Brown, she was the first one from the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. to, compete, to compete in the luge in, in um, the Olympics. Uh, I'm trying to remember the year. Mm. But I she was the first first black woman to really compete in that event. And she's currently... Awesome. My, yeah, she's my empress and the, the mother of my child. Excellent. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is greatness. So you already know the worth of mentoring. Yeah. You understand how very essential it is. To the light of another. Mm-hmm. I, 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 a lot of experiences here, man. You know, a, a lot of things. You know, talk time longer than twice, and I want to keep you up, but you know. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised, you know, the journey that I, I have took, you know, walked out here. Yes. One day you should come here and visit, but you should come to the Virgin Islands, Francine, and see how nice it is. I know. Uh, you know, 
I need to come and I need to stay for a while. I I, I did do a little time in Jamaica and then Cayman, uh, the Cayman Islands and um, Costa Rica. Uh, but I didn't really go like to St. Thomas, St. Croix. Um, I'm I'm Vermont. looking forward to doing that definitely in the future and near future, not too distant. <laughs> you don't need any passport. We're American. You know, American money, everything here is American. You know, it's not like it's like the, the farthest uh, what they say east of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's America, the Virgin Islands, and then they have the British, but once you come, you're free, you know? Mm-hmm. Come quick, because you need to take it over rather fast. Everybody's experiencing the beauty, and they don't want to leave, so. Yes, I know. that. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I won't want to leave when, I, when I'm supposed to leave, so. <laughs> you, you won't, guarantee You'll never leave. Once you come here, you, you, you always come back. That's a, a proven fact. It's oh, okay. Okay. It's a completely different lifestyle, man. It's not anarchy, but basically mm-hmm. freedom, freedom, and <laughs> freedom from that, from all of that. But um, the beautiful water. Mm. So, I mean, it's a drought right now, but you'll see, mm-hmm. man, when you... I, I I personally invite you. Well, I I I thank you. I think I'm definitely looking forward to taking that trip in in the near future as well. And I I appreciate the invitation. Um, it's always good to get away and to get away with purpose. And I'm sure that you know I will definitely do just that. <laughs> I mean, if you're just coming for a, a little while, but it's, come for a while, man, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll hook you and your, 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 um, your team up. You know, we can show you all around, you know, the real way. Not the tourist vibe, but the real the real thing, correct? Yes, indeed. Yes, I'm going to pass that word on to my co-host, Queen Zipporah. Uh She couldn't join us for tonight. She um, had another assignment, but she will will be back on the panel next week. Um, I know she'll be thrilled to hear that, that we have an invitation to the Virgin Islands. <laughs> we'll come and bring exceptional scribble there and do a recording, of course. <laughs> yes, indeed. Be serious, you know, is is it real? You know, you come, man, come. It'll be nice for you. Oh. Nice for the show, nice for you. Come and chill out and come every, every year or come every month, come every day. Come on, live here, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same as up there. Right, right. Okay, okay. Um, I'm definitely thinking and and considering. Thank you. Um, that's a lot, a lot to reflect on, a lot to consider. Thank you. Yeah. All it's good. Get, it's all good. The prices are going to go up soon, so they're really low now. You come mm-hmm. buy a little property or something. You can chill out. A little house or something to retire, you know, something to retire. Okay. Yes, indeed. Well, I yeah, want to uh, say thank you. Thanks. It, it's always good to have a home away from home. I, I strongly believe in that. It's always yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Until we get to Africa, you know, when we get to Africa, we'll be home. 
for the time being, you know. Mm. Go and build up Africa. And everyone mm-hmm. go back. These people to their whatever they are, go back and everybody build back up in the most mighty nation on, on the planet and have our due respect, you know, and our That's values. Right. Then everyone other nation will respect us, you know. Yes, indeed. I, I agree with you on that. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Skyski. We're going to take a, a music break at this time. And this is a song. Oh. Mm-hmm. Francina, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to leave now. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you for, for having me, okay? Thank you for joining us tonight. And um, come back next week. <laughs> I will. I will, Francine. Much will. appreciated. And peace and blessings to you and your beautiful and lovely wife and your family as well. Thank you. Like You're welcome. Thank you. okay. Thanks. Love and honor. Bless you. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was um, a dear uh, close affiliate of ours on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show, King and Brother uh, Skysky Rio from the U.S. Virgin Islands. And it's always uplifting uh, whenever he comes through. He always has uh, positive energy, of course, to share along with a message of hope and inspiration. At this time, we're going to hear this song is entitled Save the Children by the Intruders. And I do request that everyone hear the words. Thank you.
Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, a big shout-out to the Philly Intruders. That was Save the Children by the Philly Intruders. Yes, a little touch and taste of the old-school music where the music was full of substance because the music came with a message. And I see one of my brothers... King Scott Young has just called in. Welcome, my brother, King Scott from New York. Am I right? Yes, dear. How are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, well, I hope I'm not just excited and somebody else calling from New York tonight. But um, King and brother Scott Young, I tell you, we had an awesome uh, platform on this evening. We were graced with the presence of Albert M. Carter. He was, of course, the feature artist from Hip Hop University, one of the founders. And we've been just touching on the importance of mentoring tonight. I got you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here um, right now. You know, I've been going through a little bit of trials and tribulations, but um, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm in a shelter right now. So I, I told the brothers in here that I was going to go on the show, and um, I've got a few of them that just wanted to give a shout-out to their daughter or whatever, if that's possible. You oh, know, yes, you know. indeed. Yes, indeed. We do welcome that. Thank you. Yeah, so we got one brother. Go and give a shout-out. Introduce yourself. This is yeah. Francine. How you doing, Francine? Hi, brother, brother, and and lots of love is being sent your way. Just want you to be encouraged. Keep your head up. Know that things are getting better for you, and never give up because there's a brighter day ahead. All right. Thank you so much. Can I give a shout-out to my daughter in Philly? Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Shout-out to my daughter, Jackie Castellero, from Miguel Castellero in New York to Philadelphia, the daughter of town. Yes, excellent, excellent. Thank yeah. you for sharing that love to your daughters. Father um, love, thank you. That's right, that's right. And we know that they're sending that love right on back your way. Um, yeah. Keep that love alive. That's what's up. Please, brother. You want to give a shout-out to, to, to somebody on the radio station, my brother, while we got it? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to my sister, Gloria, my other sister, Lily, I hope they're having a good day. All right. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Francine. I appreciate Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Thank you. I mean, that's what this show is all about. You know, if we can't share and give those that really have a positive message the opportunity to spread that good cheer and that love on this platform, then, you know, it's no use to me having this platform. So, Thank you, uh, King Scott and brother. You know that's always going to be welcome. Anyone that wants to give a shout out, they can do so. That's what this is all about. Yeah, and um, I'm just, you know, I I, 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 big, I I came down here last week, and it was a a move that I had to make. You know, we spoke on that. Sometimes we got to do something to make ourselves better. You know, yeah. and um, I had two people that, you know, very close to me in 24 hours come to me and said the spirit and God told them that I'm where I'm supposed to be. 
to do the work that I need to do. Mm. And, you know, I'm here. Okay. You know, and I just want to let y'all know that y'all inspire me and keep me uplifted. You know, Nikki checking on me, you checking on me, Queen checking on me, you know, Sharonda, everybody been just showing me real love. And, you know, that, that helps me to help these people that I'm here to help. And I Wonderful. just wanted to call in and let you know that, you know. Um, I missed a few Tuesdays. I don't really like it, but I've been really busy and just trying to get my life together. But, you know, mm-hmm. I know soon I'm coming up on being a feature artist, so I have to tighten up my game a little bit more, you know. But I have Wonderful. been on guard, you know. And, yes. Uh, well, you know, we was getting ready to, to uh, send the search out if we didn't hear from you tonight. I already know. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I started feeling like, whoa. I said, something's going on there. I said, this is my king and brother and warrior. You know what I'm saying? I said, something's not quite right here. I got to hear from him. If I don't hear from him, we send the search out. That's it. You know how, you know how God do. He sent me to y'all before y'all come to me. <laughs> but, yeah. But um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, and, and, you know, I'm doing the job that he wants me to do right now. You know, I was okay. even introduced to a $34 million grant. A politician called me up and wanted me to incorporate that, a $34 million grant for homelessness. So mm-hmm. who better to do it than the person that's standing in the shelter with the homeless people? You that's know? right. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be the one that the man called. Yes, so, indeed. So I'm I'm just curious. Um, so how are things on, in in terms of you and your your uh, lady friend? Is everything still solid with you and her? Are you still together or? No, no. I, I, we went our separate ways. Oh, okay. I, I have another level that I'm going to, and um, you know, one thing about us, and you know this as an artist, when we ready for that next level, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can stop us. And That's either, right. you gonna, either you're going to come or you're going to, you know, stay where you're at. I ain't mad at you, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, I got to go on. And, you know, it's, it's time now because what I've been building is for the next level. And now mm-hmm. it's time for the next level. So if I don't do that, then I'll become stagnant. And that's not something that's going to happen. That's okay? right. Can't walk that talk that talk and don't walk that walk. That's right. You know? Now what we do. That's yep. right. Well, I want to thank you. I mean, um, you know, our lives are a testimony. And in everything that we experience in our life, we are help, helpers one of another. So just your words alone helped somebody uh, tonight. Somebody needed to hear what you said. And it's giving them the motivation to move ahead. You know, a lot of times people get stuck in their life because they are not motivated. And so they stay in a situation too long. So you're saying to somebody out there that's been in a situation too long, hey, it's time. Get up out of that rut that you're in and move ahead. Because it's only going to hold you back. So I want to encourage you, my brother. You helped somebody tonight. Somebody needed that lifeline, and you threw it out 
to somebody out there lost at sea that needed that lifeline to get back on the ship where they belong. So thank you. Well, thank you, because, you know, without y'all, you know, there, there, there wouldn't be me. And I'm saying that really because we have to support each other. And you've been supporting me since the day I first met you. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we have to tell our story, you know, to let somebody else, like you said, know that there's hope. You know, like you said, you got to get out of that rut. Get away from it. You know, get out there. You got to get out there. See, and God has a plan for you. But he's not going to give it to you if you're not trying to take the steps to get to where you need to get. That's right. You're not making no move. He's not going to make a move. They say, you know, you got to help yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know? So so that's my main thing. And um, I just want to let people know I'm all right. You know, God got me. And with people like you in my life and Francine, I mean, pardon me, Nikki and even Zipporah would be hitting me up. You know, you know, she's so quiet and everything, but she'll hit me up every now and then, and it just be a blessing. So I'm blessed, and I appreciate y'all with all my heart, and I awesome. thank y'all. Well, we're blessed. We thank you for coming on through, and we like to hear maybe you have a word for the day, just uh, covering the basis of everything that's been shared and discussed since you joined us on the call tonight. We'd love to hear that word for the day, and thank you for sharing it. Okay, I can do that for you, and we'll do it. We'll, we'll, I'm gonna do that like this. Sometimes you have to go down to get to the top. When you get stuck somewhere, that doesn't mean life stops. When life stops, you have to do better. Always understand that in the alphabet they have letters. Mm. You take the letters and you make up words. Don't just be throwing them out there because that's crumb for the birds. Understand that God has a master plan. And all you got to do is pray to him and reach out your hand. But see, your intentions have to be good. You can't fake him out. So don't be coming around and with all that pout, pout, and pout, and all that doubt. See, you got to have faith. Not a leap. You got to have a whole bunch of what people call a heap. You got to believe in what you do. And God will always be there and secure and cover you. So never be afraid to take that next level. Don't even let him whisper in your ear, and you know I'm talking about the devil, because he'll try to stop you from getting to the top. And then guess what? Your heart will drop, because what you thought was real is a fantasy in your mind. And that's the word for the day from Scott Young and pull your pants up, and I'm going to tell you the truth every time. And that's the word for the day. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, king, brother, warrior. So many hats you wear, and you wear them all very well. Just wanting you to know that word for the day was well received. And, yes, we do believe. We thank you, and we want you to know that we are here for you. This platform definitely was designed with you in mind. Um, Anytime you come through, we look forward to, of course, hearing a word for the day, but we also look forward to encouraging you because we know that you're on that battlefield, you're out there on the front line, and um, you're experiencing at times a level of intense opposition and adversity that some of the others that are in the back 
don't get. They don't get a whiff of it. But you do because you're right on the front lines. You're out there uh, trying to mentor our youth in New York City, working with the police task force, trying to get those that are um, either ex-offenders or or ex-gang members or some maybe even in gangs, trying to get them to rethink um, things and to reconsider things that they they're not considering and to make amends to reform their ways to change and we applaud you for that because it takes good courage to do that in this day and in this time and it also takes somebody that they themselves has to have first done it in their own life and I know that you have I've heard your testimony so I want to encourage you, my brother, and let you know that your living has never been in vain, and nor will it ever be in vain. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, Fran, before I go, can I give a few birthday shout-outs? I got like four people yes. who birthday. <laughs> I want to give a special shout-out to Latanya Monique Baptist, and I want to give a shout-out to Quinny Street, to Trevor, to Beezy, and to all the people who who else birthday is today, um, Tanya's sister and friend, it's like three of them, they birthday all on the same day. <laughs> okay. All of y'all upstate women and ladies, uh, y'all have a beautiful day, and y'all, you know, they out enjoying themselves right now. Right, I right. So I know that's much. right. Well, I want to thank you, and I want to say a big happy birthday shout out to any and everybody who's celebrating a birthday on this day, which is July the 28th, 2015. And I do want to say that this is the final Tuesday in the month of August. So for the Exceptional Scribble Show, this is the last Tuesday in August. And we always like to do our last uh, shows for the month. We like to do them up very big. So I want to thank everybody, every caller that called in, of course, our feature artist, Mr. Albert Burt Carter, um, for doing such an exceptional job being a feature artist and special guest on the Exceptional Scribble Show platform and in the spotlight. I want to thank every caller as well because we have truly had a wonderful show. Now, we have Word Warrior that just called in, so I'm going to take that call. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show, Word Warrior. Greetings, Queen. How are you? <laughs> oh, wow. I am doing very well this evening, and I'm very uplifted. When I saw your name show up, I said, wow. I said, this is excellent, because we always like to have a high um, ending for our final uh, shows each month. And I know you always come with a whole lot of high energy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really thrilled that you called in. And I'm going to just extend the mic. The mic is in your hand, whatever's on your heart that you'd like to share. Um, if you have poetry, of course, I'm sure you do. Feel free to share um, with us two or three poems. And this is your moment, and I do humbly and gracefully uh, uh, step to the side, and you now are in the spotlight. Welcome, Word Warrior. Oh, wow. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> um, I'm giving the honor to God. Uh, who is the head of my life? Without him, I am nothing. Um, wow, um, I'm a warrior from Chicago, 
for those of you all who are not familiar with me, I go by the uh, Warrior, a.k.a. The Loud Poet, a.k.a. Poetry Crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm in Chicago. Um, I have my own talk show radio show, which is Well Spoken. That airs Ooh. every third Thursday of the month. Uh, okay. We always have awesome features over there, so we're trying to get the features in order right now. I also host my own venue here in Chicago, which mm. is Well Spoken, which is an extension of my poetry show, which is Well Spoken Live. And awesome. this particular show, my, 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 is going to be amazing. Yes. I got poets flying in. I feel so honored mm. this month. Um, I have Lydia Born the Right Cook. She's flying in. Yes. I have poet Terry B. He's flying in. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> um, Beast King said he's going to fly in with a couple of his members. Um, okay. Oxygen from Black Sacks Radio and Kingdom Inc. from Chicago. He's going to be one of my features. So I'm going to have four features, another queen, awesome queen from Chicago by the name of Restore. We always have an awesome time here. Um, it's here in Chicago at the Southside Community Arts Center, um, 3831 South Michigan. Um, this place has been in existence for like 40 years. It's actually like a two-flat black museum, and you're able to rent the space out. And um, we have an awesome time catered food, we have alcohol-infused cupcakes, we have libations, I mean, we have a DJ, and we have a real good time, so I'm super excited, I feel so special to have these poets flying in, God is amazing, I did not ask for this venue, it was dropped in my lap, and now Mm. it's dropped in my lap, I got poets flying in, and oh man, I'm just overwhelmed and just thankful and humble. They, all this is happening. <laughs> yes, yes. And the beautiful thing of it is you are so thankful and humble, and that's what's key. We've always got to keep in mind, always give thanks, always remember to give honor to whom honor is due, and always thank the Creator because he makes all these things possible. And this is wonderful. I'm really excited. And I also want the listening audience to know I am privileged to have Word Warrior as a feature artist on the Exceptional Scribble Show in October. He will be featured on the (laughs) very first Tuesday in the month of October, October the 6th, ladies and gentlemen. So mark that down on your calendars. The Word Warrior himself is going to be the feature artist on the Exceptional Scribble Show platform. This is going to be a one. We're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time, (laughs) I'm telling you. And we're going to talk about his book. And where we are, can you please share with our listening audience about your book and how they can purchase it? Because I definitely want them to become acquainted with it before the show. And, of course, you know you can uh, post the mm-hmm. information on our fan page on Facebook as well. Post tonight's show. And thank you. The name of the book is A Poet's Journey. By Word Warrior. It can be found on Amazon.com. It can be found on Barnes and Noble. It can be found on Kindle, and it can be found on Create Space. And um, it's selling very well. I'm very excited. Um, I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> I just featured Friday with the Plus Effect. Um, Friday Ooh, awesome. that was an awesome feature. I'm actually featuring Sunday on One Positive Way Radio. Uh, with Barbara Johnson on the gospel um, 
station. So I'm just all over the place. God is touching and just asking me to go, and I'm going. So I'm just excited in whatever way he wants to use me. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're warrior, you know what I'm going to ask you now. I'm turning <laughs> the spotlight on to you. The mic is in your hand. And we are hungry. We want to hear some of that fine poetry. <laughs> okay. The mic I'm is a, in um, your hands. I'm going to start the atmosphere uh, with praise. I'm going to do uh, mm-hmm. hallelujah first. Okay. I want to thank you for my mindset. I want to thank you for my positivity. I want to thank you for the air I breathe. I want to thank you that I'm living. I want to thank you for being the head of my life, for changing all my wrongs, making them right. I give you praise until I can't no more. I praise you, Lord, until my throat is sore. Hallelujah is what I have to say, giving you praises every day. Thank you for your love. I'm humble for your grace. Even in difficult times, I can keep a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. Thanking you for individuality, for making no other person just like me. I'm overwhelmed for this awesome gift that was placed in me. I'm talking about these words and metaphors we call poetry. I praise your name until no end. Hallelujah. Thank you for being my best friend. I'm praising you, Lord, for everything in my life. I'm thanking you in advance for sending me an awesome wife. Magnificent, stupendous, Mm. awesome, miraculous, and great. You're always on time and never late. When I'm afraid, I trust in you. When I am lost, you guide me through. When I am cold, you grant me heat. With no direction, you guide my feet. When Mm. I am sick, you heal my soul. When I don't see a way out, you take control. Hallelujah. I praise you day and night. Where would I be if you wasn't the head of my life? And peace, Lord Warrior. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Sincere. Praise. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to go to a caller. Um, Brother King Scott Young, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Awesome. I would love for you to give a reply to Brother Word Warrior on that piece he just spit. And thank you. Wow. You know, um, there's only one word I can say right now for that because it was such a powerful and inspiration and it coincided with what we just got through speaking about. Mm-hmm. And the only word I can say is awesome. See, one wow. thing we always got to remember is that when you're telling the truth, God will always send a confirmation. And that was confirmation. Oh. Mm-hmm. And we always got to realize as warriors and poets and mm-hmm. the conscious people that we are, that it's our job to guide the unconscious and the needy to the right place. And when we don't do our job, we we, we always get punished. But we know we ain't going to get punished because we always walk in that walk as we walk, talk that talk. 
and Word Warrior, you did the, you, you you did your thing, bro. And and and, <laughs> Thank you. and I honor you right now because I just don't give that out. You know what I'm saying? I could have said a few words and got on, but yo, you did your thing. And we Thank always you, respect those that do what they supposed to be doing. All right. Not for the cameras and not for um the glory and everything because we the ones that be in the trenches. We the ones that never get known about so it's all over with. You know what I'm saying? While everybody else yeah. waving the flag, we in the trenches, you know, making things right. Yeah. Yeah. I see peace and blessings out to you, brother. Keep that mic as 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 Fran say, flowing. Keep it flowing. Keep it open. Thank keep you, that brother. Keep going, brother. All right? Thank you. Yes, sir. I'm so humble. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we want to hear another piece, of course, Word Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. that was coming, bro. You thought you did that. Mm-hmm. You, did. you know you had that coming. I already knew that. <laughs> you might as well go and pull it out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, let me just say this. I, I have to always testify in between that um, I know that I have an assignment from God, and that's to bring the message to the people, and I'm being obedient. And through mm. my obedience, God is blessing me tremendously. So I just stay obedient. Wherever he wants me to go, I go, and I, I, I'm, I'm just being obedient. So I'm just doing my what I'm supposed to be doing. All right. Well, we definitely know that's the truth because the impact is strong accordingly. So we want to encourage you, and the mic is now in your hands. Feel free to bless us with another piece. Thank you. This piece is called Everything Must Change. Mm -hmm. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Everything must change. Nothing and no one stays the same. Blacks, killing blacks. Yeah, this must cease. Police not caring about our lives. It's definitely real in these streets. Hatred. Envy, malice, all through these blocks. Someone please tell me, when will this stop? Jealousy, negativity, despair, all throughout our land. We need to change this epidemic and classification of our black man. Everything must change. Nothing stays the Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. What is the solution? It's mind-boggling, I must say. We are kings and queens. We should not be living this way. We must change our thinking, and maybe we can change our ways. Whatever we do, we need to see better days. Change meaning to become different, the transforming of one's mindset, to stop the shooting, to stop the killing. We have not done this yet. Mm. Everything 
saints. Nothing stays the same. Everything must change. Nothing and no one stays the same. We've marched through the neighborhoods, and that was a very positive start. But to have change, I mean, real change, it starts within our heart. It starts in our households. It starts in our schools. But change, I mean, real change starts with what we choose. In peace, word warrior. Mm, awesome, awesome. I love the way you ended that piece. Um, you gave us a sila, a sila moment, something to reflect on, something to meditate on. Um, I do applaud you on doing that with that piece. Um, If you can just kind of share, what inspired you to write that piece? Give us some background. Thank you. Wow. Um, Just sitting kind of frustrated after you hear a Trayvon and then you hear a Mike Brown, mm. and then you hear a Fetty Gray, and then you hear a mm-hmm. Sandra Bland. It's like, mm. when does it stop? When does it stop? When does I it stop? Mm-hmm. It has to stop. Yes. There must be a change. And mm. and we as poets, they say the best time for us to write is when we are in our feelings. And I just mm-hmm. sitting there, and I keep my, my journal and my pen with me all the time, and I say, mm-hmm. let me write. Because everything yes. must change. This has to stop. That's right. It has to stop. It must. That's right. Hmm. Right. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. It, it, it must stop. It must end. Uh, the world is in an upheaval right now because of it. Um, even nature herself is crying out against humanity because of it. Um, The climatic changes, um, it's all written in Scripture. These things are happening in times, and when you consider the state of man, you know why. Because we have become so adverse to even nature, our lifestyle, um, what we're doing, which is not eco-friendly in how we're living. We're provoking the seas to roar. We're provoking a tsunami to occur. We do so much, and it's like we don't even stop and think first of how our actions are going to bring about a chain of reactions. And think about it, blood going down into the earth, innocent blood spilled, innocent blood shed. The earth is crying out. It's saying, she's saying, enough already. Even all these yeah. wars, you know? Um, yes, uh, it is. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Queen, go ahead. And, and, and there's no justification for it. Um, when you consider certain wars, it was all about the oil, you know? It was all, you know... The mm-hmm. actual reason why we were at war, it was not justified. 
So, you know, everything must change. Everything must change. I appreciate that piece. I really do. Thank you. And and I just wanted to say it's like history is repeating itself, you Mm. know, and, you know, the burning of the churches, they're not giving a lot of media, but, you know, eight churches burned. It's like it's going on. Um, um, I just want to say this. When when my grandfather was living, rest in peace, I remember asking him, very, very religious uh, man, and I remember asking him, I said, Granddaddy, do you think we're, this was a few years ago, back in 2011, um, I don't know if you remember, in a couple of states, some birds fell out the sky. In a Mm -hmm. couple of states, we had some volcano slabs. And I said, Granddaddy, um, this is back in 2011. He was Mm. working on his exercise bike. I said, Granddaddy, do you think we're living in our last days? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, grandson, our last days could last 100 years. And mm-hmm. I said, wow. You know, and this was in 2011, and it's like history is repeating itself that? with the burning of the churches and with, with these police, they just going crazy. And, and, I mean, it's still mm-hmm. you got your regular killing in all of our right, cities right. where we stay. Right. We're still seeing black on black crime. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get so frustrated, friend, it's like, what can you do? We, you know, we just poets, and all we can really mm. do is just grab our pen and write. And write. It's so sad. It's sad. It's, it, yes, yes, it is. It really is. It really is. It really is. Because it's like, you know, we're feeling it. When we're writing it, our hearts are really torn and rent. And it's like blood. The ink is actually our blood spilling out on paper. We're testifying of the injustices and we're saying, you know, it's the death of a nation. It's the death of a race. Humanity is a race. Now we're seeing because of all of the contamination even, contamination of the air, the water, the very soil, um, the earth, uh, the animals are dying. Um, the avian flu now, they're saying there's a shortage of eggs in the market because of avian flu, which is the bird flu. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like everything, everything is impacted uh, by us, humanity. When we're not doing right, we impact on everything, on creation itself. So we've got to start changing And it takes everybody looking inward, not pointing the finger at their neighbor and wagging their finger and wagging their heads and saying, shame on you, but looking at the person in the mirror and saying, shame on me, because, yes, I can do better. There's something that I'm not doing that I need to be doing. There's some area in my own personal life where I need to improve. And once we start doing and living in that regard, then we'll start to see that change. We'll start to see that transitioning. And it's possible. It's not too late. I'm always going to say that it's never too late. As long as there's breath in your body, there's never, it's never too late to change. And it's better late than never. And what I'm thinking, friend, you know, every time we lose someone, they always say, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And my question is, why we can't have peace on earth? Mm. Why we can't have peace right here now? Why That's do you right. have to leave to rest in peace? 
why we came living. That's right. That's right. That needs to be explained, that message right there. Why can't we have peace right now in the here and now, right now on earth, while we're walking and breathing in these physical frames we call our bodies? Why can't we? And and, and that's the question, really, that needs to be asked. Why can't we? And I say, yes, we can. We can. It's not that it's going to be easy because we know that it's going to take some time, but it's possible. It's possible. And all it takes is one, two, three people saying, you know what, it's not going to go down like this. I'm not going to see this happen on my watch. And then those three people band together and connect with other like-minded people. And that's how you get the chain going. And then next thing you know, you look up, you got a whole landmass of people saying, you know what, we're not going to stand for this and tolerate this foolishness no more. That's one thing I can say that came out of the death of uh, Trayvon, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, and um, is it Sharon Bland? Yes, Sandra Blair. Sandra Bland, yes. Um, the people, the village started coming together and uniting as a united front. Saying, and, and let's, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Queen. I got one thing that's bothering me, but go ahead. Yeah, saying Black Lives Matter. Saying we're going to do what we have to do. We're going to rally together. We're going to get a citywide, and then we're going to get statewide rallies organized because We've got to lift up our voices and let it be known. We're not going to tolerate this becoming an epidemic or a social norm when people come out of their homes and see a black man's body lying in the ground for four and five hours before it's physical, the physical body is literally removed. Black Lives Matter. So, you know, there's always something positive that we're going to see, unfortunately, it's always something negative that it seems to be that we're seeing first. Um, Let me just say this, and I know you got to end your show. The incident with the Caucasian boy in the church, Mm. out of all these incidents, that one kind of touched me the hardest because that could have been anybody Mm -hmm. in the church. And and that young man had sat there for a whole hour with them. Yes. And then he got up and just started shooting the room. And I think what it is, uh, friend, is like um, it's kind of like this um, this this thing I posted the other day on Facebook that mm-hmm. said that if if you uh, that the the thieves are not going to break into an empty house. The mm. demon is a, a the enemy is attacking you for a reason because you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens is when the enemy attacks you, if you don't stand up to him and fight him, he will take over you. And it's one or the other. It's good and evil. It's um, my my mind is everywhere, but um, I can't even think of the um the little martial arts thing. 
uh, mm-hmm. thing. But it's one or the other. It's good and evil. It's, it's God and the devil. If you're mm-hmm. not rolling with one, you're rolling, rolling with the devil. So I, I'm thinking about the Caucasian boy, and he let the demon take over him. Right. I and he wanted to do right. the, the demon's will, you know, because mm-hmm. he sat there with them people for hours. For hours. He never That's knew that they were that they dealt and out of mm. all these situations, out of all this stuff, that bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. He sat there for a whole hour. That could have been anybody. And he just right. killed everybody in the room. And he said he wanted to start a race riot. That's mm-hmm. what he wanted to do. You know, so he was mm-hmm. um, living out the, the, his demonic father rules. You know, he was doing his assignment from the devil. Just right. like I'm doing my assignment from God, he chose to do his, his assignment from the devil, and he lived it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's good and right. bad. I can't That's think of right. a little martial arts thing, what they call it, but the little swirl. It's, it's, it's too, it's, you know, it's good, it's negative and positive, it's good and bad. And he just mm-hmm. chose to do the demonic way. He lived it out. He, he lived out his assignment. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. that bothers me the most. That could have been any anybody. That's terrible. That's so it. yin and yang, yin and yang, mm-hmm. yin and yang, yes. I'm right, sorry. so that's the, the Eastern, right? Yeah. Eastern yin religion. and yang, yeah. good and bad. You know, positive and negative. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why we can't live in peace because you have the ones who let the negative, who let the demonic take over them. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what happens. You know, that's and that's why it was. You know, because the devil was an angel and he was kicked out. So you know, he 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 knows. I'm going to stop. I ain't trying to preach. I'm going to stop. <laughs> and you know what? There's a proverb. It's a Native American proverb that inside of everyone, there's two wolves. The wolf that you feed is the one that's going to be the dominant one. So in other words, you have a good and you have an evil nature in in your members inside. And whichever one you feed, that's the one that's going to dominate. And that it really gives you something to think about because a lot of times um, we're not as cognitive that that's true. Just as we have a potential to do good, we also have a, a, a nature to do bad. Mm-hmm. And we have to make that choice every day we live. Which one is, are you going to feed? It's like the two wolves. Which one are you going to feed? Um, mm-hmm. Because the one that you feed, that's the one that's going to dominate. That's the one that's going yeah. to take over. So, yeah, yeah something to think about. Um, yeah, I think the the killings in the church. I think that really uh, that that one more than the others. Even it really shook and rattled the very foundations of a lot of people's souls. Um, I've heard more talk about that. Because it was just, who would have thought, you know, he came in there, it was a prayer meeting or what have you. Yeah. Um, you know, a humble moment. Um, when you're praying, you know, people know what goes on for the most part in the chapel. It's very peaceful and serene and quiet and reverent, you know. Um, the Almighty is being acknowledged. So, you know, it's it's a very calm, serene moment. And for him to sit there for a whole hour and no one would have even thought that that was the purpose why he came was to murder or to shed blood. Ooh, I tell you, just to let you know, you got to watch. And, I, and the scripture that comes to my mind is watch as well as pray, you know. Yeah. And, and I think after that incident now, security measures, 
are being uh, tightened, tightened up and heightened in a lot of temples and temple settings or mosque settings and, and synagogue settings. People now are being a little more alert in terms of the security in such a place because, see, now we're in a different day. We're in a different time where, yes, uh, ushers may have to be armed. <laughs> I mean, it may come to that. You might have to apprehend. Somebody may come in, you know, try to do harm to, to the pastor or to and, one and, of and the I, members, and, you know. And, and I, I just, it's, it's a lot, friend. It's a lot because it's like, again, when does it stop? I mm-hmm. think something just happened over the weekend with a 50-year-old man in the theater. Yes, the movie it's theater. Like, when does it stop? Yes, and I mean, that's another, you know, when you're in the movie theater, because I thought about that, I said, oh, my gosh. And my husband said to me, and then that's when it really hit home. He said, well, hon, he said, we're not going to the movies anymore. And I was like, wow, when you got to make a decision like that, that's real heavy. That's deep. But I guess he figured, you know, well, now, it's, who's to say if it happened there, it could happen anywhere. Yeah. You know, and when you think about it, you're vulnerable in the movie. I never thought about it until the incident. The lights are out. You know, you sitting back kind of chilling and relaxing. You know, you're not thinking that something crazy is going to happen. You know, your guards is down. So, like, a predator-minded individual, that would be their prime time to strike. And, see, I think that's the thing. We forget that there's monsters and predators among us. And we look at everybody as if they're all the, you know, like us, you know, the those of us who we are like, you know, we're we're converted. Um, we tend to walk in truth and and love. We think everybody's like that, and we forget that. Wait a minute, there's that other half, that other side, <laughs> those that you know they they prey on the innocent, you know, and so. Even though it's a hard thing to have to, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow when you say, wow, that happened. But when you think about it, hey, things like that are going to happen because there's evil is, is real too. Like I had someone tell me most recently, they said, you know, a lot of people say I believe in God, but, hey, you better believe in the devil too because he's real. He and that's real. the thing He's of it. Real. It's like, you know, these kinds of things, when they happen, that, that it's like a smack in our face, a wake-up call to say, well, you know, Satan is real. And, he you is. know, he is. hey, he's got somebody that's that's going to do his bidding, just like the Almighty has those that will do his bidding. That's so right. we just got to be on high alert. Yes, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's it. And I guess anybody he could get in, the young boy, I think it was 18, 19, and did that, and then this old man over the weekend, they said it was 50. 50 I mean, something. and then mm-hmm. he killed himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm just saying? Like, whatever, whoever he can conquer, he will come at you. That's why you got to be prayed up. That's <laughs> you it. know what I'm saying? Because you never know. It's, it's, it's rough out here. You never yeah. know now. It's it's. It's really terrible. You That's right. Because I'm going to be honest. I carry something on me for protection. Walk mm-hmm. the just, just because I know what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not paranoid. It's not like I feel that, you know, something bad is going to happen to me, anything like that. It's just I'd rather be safe, guarded, than sorry. 
I'd rather have and not need than the need not have. I understand. And it's just life teaches us these things. It's not that we want to look at everybody, you know, with a cloud of suspicion thinking, oh, they might be trying, they might try to steal from me, they might try to rape me, or they might try to do this or that. But the reality shows the statistics are very real. The numbers don't lie. You know, there's certain crimes that have escalated now in today's world, and it doesn't matter where you live at. It's happening in the most nicest areas. You know, what it, it'll happen on Rodeo Drive just like it'll happen in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. We just got to stay alert. And and even the scripture teaches that, uh, be sober and vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, he's going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. If you interpret that in layman's terms, it's saying always, what's the saying, um, protect yourself at all times. Yeah. Because you don't know when it's coming or where it's coming from, but it's going to come. And And that's pretty much the truth of the matter. You know, I hate to... Have to be the bearer of bad news, but it's going to come. Trouble is going to come, people. <laughs> it's like it's better to prepare yourself. Be prepared so when it comes, you're prepared. No matter what way it comes, you prepare for it. That's what's key. And, and I, I, I'm a stickler for prayer. I'm a stickler for positive affirmations. I'm a stickler for doing everything you must do to deflect the negative energy because there's too much negative energy that's going forth in, in this day and time we're in. And I would just encourage everyone. Um, I have a pastor who has taught us well. He, he said, when you pray, don't you bow your heads and close your eyes. He's like, how are you going to see that devil that's going to come and smack you upside your head if your eyes is closed and your head is bowed? <laughs> But, I mean, the reality is, is you know, he's a trickster. Satan means just that. So you got to be on high alert. You, you know, you got to watch as well as pray, and you got to know, just like you're going to pray and saints gather together, I believe it's it's also in Scripture where it said, just as the angels came before the Almighty, so came Satan with his accusation report. So we got to know that evil is always present with us. Yes, and let mm-hmm. me just end with this, that, you know, it's a scripture that says, once a man has his house in order, seven demons more wicked than himself mm. got to come in and take over. <laughs> I have to say that because you'll be going, going strong, and I tell you the devil is a liar. Yes, he is. And that's real. That's real, though. You know, we that's, yeah. that's, that's the whole point. Um, you know, the enemy don't play fair. Um, and we got to know that, you know, our enemy will not play fair. Uh, so, therefore, we've got to do what we've got to do. Thank you, Word Warrior. We got uh, Mr. DSR on the on the call. Welcome, Mr. DSR. Hey, thanks for the welcome, Francine. <laughs> What's up, WW? <laughs> What's going on, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm over here, man. Uh, just got off of uh, positive, uh, one positive way over there, man. All you know, I right. uh, apologize to Francie. I wanted to be here earlier, but uh, I got caught up over there. That was uh, a deep discussion over there. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. That's good to hear. You know, uh, earlier today I wrote a brand-new piece, Francine, because uh, one positive way they kind of they kind of challenged me with their uh, the topic of their show, mm. which is domestic violence. Oh, okay. You know, so uh, I wrote a brand-new piece, and um, well, I wanted to know if I could share it on your show today. Yes, you can, and thank you for even asking. Hey, you're welcome. All right, the uh, the title of the piece is called Domestic Violence, the Agony and Disarray. Yeah, it starts like this. Let's get ready to drown in despair. He pulls her hair. Fury, anger being unleashed on your spouse, your girl, yeah, your wife. Marriage held in holy matrimony. Being under the influence of fully sober doesn't matter. Next step, your fate brought into a court case. Judge and the jury making their final sentence. Your mind state. Is it too late to repent? It's not like it was my fault that bitch was cheating, or so I thought. No, she let me do what I wanted to, of course, that made it okay. Sober reality headache, oh no, I'm fully awake, handcuffed, walking the path to a cage. The guard yells, open cell number six. I end up seeing scratches on the wall signaling, is this the end of my days? Another case, she's a mother and a wife, poisoning her own daughter, causing devastation and strife for her own vanity and so-called popularity with the neighbors. Doesn't realize her daughter captured a crime on a video recorder. I think the death penalty would be too much of a break. Next case. They didn't believe this guy. Keep saying my wife is abusing me. What if I die? I get laughed in my face by friends and family. They just can't believe my story. Mm. I feel too afraid to hit her or am I just afraid? I just should leave, but I can't stop loving her. Not knowing what to do. Is suicide the answer? No. Mm. I want to live. But murder is always the next best thing. There's always a way to get away with it. At least, that's what the TV says. Mr. DSR, all day. Mm. In peace. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Wow. That's a heavy piece. It's raw. It's true. Um, it really sheds light on domestic violence and also that it's not gender, uh, discrim- it doesn't discriminate on the basis of gender. There are some men that are in abusive domestic situations. So it's not just happening um, against women. Domestic violence is not just an act committed against women only. Uh, there are some women perpetrators or females who are perpetrators that are committing it against men. So um, I applaud you on that piece, on writing that piece. And it needs to be heard. Both sides sides need to be 
this you know it needs to be the story needs to be told and it both sides of the story you know it's happening to men and women it's not a one-sided story or deal thank you hey you're welcome francine and uh you know, I'm just have a brief comment about uh, what you and Word Warrior was talking about. Cause I sure. caught, uh, you know, that newscast about the uh, the young boy, young uh, white male who uh, shot up the church yeah. over there. You know, I mean, that was a crazy situation. I heard, you know, the cops didn't seem like they were angry at him for what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked like they was kind of congratulating him. Mm. And uh, I think they it was said that they took him somewhere yeah. out to dinner or something. Took him out to eat before yeah, they him. even um, officially took him uh, to process him for his arrest. Yeah, took him out to eat like in the form of a celebration or something. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. Um, also, I noted that he was given, um, uh, he had a special security with him, escorting him everywhere. He had, um, a jet to fly him from one, uh, area to another um, it, to me, it just seemed like he was getting preferential treatment. Um, also, there was the thing of uh, the judge that uh, it was very biased how he was addressing the family, saying that um, the perpetrator, his family, they were victims and he was a victim. <laughs> It just seemed like everything was happening to incite civil unrest. So I really felt that there was some powers involved, some powers that be involved, that wanted this incident literally to turn into becoming a race war. I really kind of sensed that. I smelt the rat in that regard. And so I do believe that there are some uh, behind-the-scenes working sometimes with some of these incidents that are uh, taking place. There's there's an agenda that is one that is to create further hostility within um, our our, uh, environments. And I've heard that, it, it, you know, for this new world order uh, to come about, that there has to be a lot of chaos in the world. And that um, that's the reason why we're seeing the, um, all of this military presence. Um, the uh, regular local police are being replaced by uh, federal police. Um, uh, we're living in a police state. There's cameras everywhere. There's just so much happening. I think if we are not awake consciously, we're going to wake up and it's going to be too late 
after there's going to be just so much uh, chaos going on where we're going to say, wow, why wasn't I paying attention to the red flags all along? So it's like we just got to really stay alert in this day that we're in. There's a lot happening, a lot going on that's not really in our best interest, and we got to understand that the ultimate war is not so much race anymore. It's more of a class war, the haves versus the have-nots. Um, I'm noticing a lot of people are using the word elite or elitist, saying, you know, that the elitists want a certain number as for the population, and they're saying that the world is overpopulated. So there's a depopulation agenda at work, and that's why we're seeing all these wars because it, it, it's reducing the number of people, and especially men, and we know that the men carry the seed to reproduce. So, you know, it's like you just got to stay alert in this day and time, and don't be a casualty in this war that we're in. Indeed, indeed. I couldn't say it better. And um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I don't know if you caught that video of, uh, you know, the perpetrator's so-called friend was an African-American, a young man, I guess. Yes, I did hear that. Yeah, the same age as him. I actually saw the video. Mm. And I was hearing what he was saying. Now, he's saying the guy isn't racist. And um, what he did... He actually told them, you know, him and another uh, another young guy, uh, I guess he was white and he was black. But um, the fact that a young black male said, you know, he actually told us that was going to happen, then turn around and say he wasn't racist, it's just how he was. To me, it sounded like it, it might be something wrong with that guy as well. You know? Right. Because uh, it's... To me, it seemed like you agreeing what he did was okay. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what makes the situation even crazier than what it is. That's right. It 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 It's just we can't take people on face value any longer. Um... We definitely have to read between the lines with a lot that's going on. Um, There's a video on YouTube I would encourage any and everybody to see. Dick Gregory exposes the Charleston church shooting as a hoax. Um, He's saying that uh, there's some things going on behind the scenes that we need to be aware of. I mean, what happened is very real. Um, He also did one in particular where he speaks on the Charleston church shooting and Dylan Roof as being a Manchurian candidate. In other words, he was programmed to commit these killings. And um, I would definitely encourage anyone to see that video link. I I think I have posted it in the past, but I'm going to post it one more time. Um, I'm going to post it even in the uh, events page for this show because it's very informative. And Dick Gregory is one. He's uh, been labeled as a conspiracy theorist, 
But in all actuality, if you really listen and study a lot of the information that he prepares and he does share with the general public, it's valid, and it all adds up. This man knows what he's talking about, and he's saying, America, open your eyes, because we've been sleeping far too long. It's a lot um, of corruption, and it, 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 it starts at the top. It starts at the top, our government. And we just got to be awake and acknowledge things for what they are. Um, some of these shootings are random, but some of them literally are um, what would be classified as killings that are ordered killings. You know, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's fact. Indeed, indeed. I mean, yeah, it's getting crazy out here, Fred C. I mean, <laughs> I need to take all your advice and uh, engrave that somewhere. Other people, too, I mean, if y'all listening, take that advice from Francine right here. This is real talk, I mean, because, I mean, uh, at first it was about uh, kind of worrying about each other, and mm-hmm. we got to worry about the police, the ones we're supposed to call that's supposed to help us in the negative situations. That's right. You know? You feel like we can't call nobody anymore. You have to right. resolve your own issues, your own problems, no matter if it's uh, domestic or criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a twisted. It is. It really is. And and it's just not the way it's supposed to be. Um, things are just, like, going backwards. You know, like we're in rewind. Uh, some of this has happened already. Like I was just looking at a couple of incidents on the news, and I was like, wow, this looks like the 60s all over again. And you almost feel like what did get accomplished if we're going backwards and, and, and this stuff that should have been resolved now is coming up again, and that's just proof that it's a deeper-seated problem than just saying, okay, everybody can go to the same school, everybody can eat at the same restaurant no matter what color they are. It goes deeper than that. Like, there's laws that have to be um, amended and changed. There's policies, new policies that have to be formed. There's a lot in terms of legislature that must occur for a real change to come. You know, the marching, the all of those things, all of those actions are well taken. I mean, they should happen, but we've got to go deeper than that. There's a lot of things legislative um, that are legislative that must occur for the real change to come. And a lot of people thought, well, a black president was going to be the answer. And it's like, well, you got to remember, he has Congress to fight with. So Congress consists of many different personalities 
people of different backgrounds, different faiths, different value systems. He's got to fight with them. He can he can uh, execute executive power, but you're not supposed to abuse abuse that either. So him having a legal background, he knows that. So again, it's a catch twenty two. It's almost like, you know, it's just a situation. It's it's been too far gone. Um, we need immediate resolve, yes, but it's got to come. Now we've got to turn to the courts. I know a lot of people don't like that and, you know, wish that it didn't come to that, but now there's got to be legislate, legislative decisions made to overturn what's been wrong for so long here in America. And until that can happen, we're going in circles. We're going in circles. Right. Yes, and and it's like another 40 years, we're going to see all this happening again. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Freddie. It's, 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 it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But like you said, Francine, it's all politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need uh, we need to get a representative up in Congress. I mean, who's really for the people? You know, they always shout out they are for the people, but really mm-hmm. they they're not for the people. They're for themselves. They're for the republic. <laughs> for the re- That's what they're for. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's all about the almighty dollar. That's right. That's right. You know. And we come at the end, at that that low end of that uh, totem pole, unfortunately, the needs of the people. And that's why we the people, seriously, we've got to reclaim our power back. Because there was a time, I remember my grandmother sharing, there was no welfare. And she said what happened was in the community, everybody shared what they had. So nobody went to bed hungry. Nobody's child went to bed hungry. She said they didn't have no welfare. And um, everybody pulled together their resources and made sure everybody's child had something. And everybody was like family back then. You know, that sense of community was strong. And we lost that through the years. And now we've become so dependent on the government now that the government is starting to pull back and say we're cutting over here, we're cutting over there. We cut. You know, people are like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then you hear the older people saying, well, years ago, we didn't even have all these benefits, and we made it with the little we had. So that goes to show that we can do for ourselves. We've just been conditioned to believe we need the government's assistance. And then you got to remember, if they start doing too much for us, they're going to start demanding so if we want to see less of them dictating to us and telling us what we have to do with our lives, then we need to start saying, you know what? No, thank you. I don't need a handout. I'm just asking that you open the door that I need to walk through so I can get to where I need to get to. So that's what it's coming to. 
as well. We got to take our power back. Right. Right. Yeah, well, sound like you need to send off a, a letter to Congress to let them know, <laughs> Francie. Right? <laughs> Look, I'm I'm there. I'm feeling it. I'm there. I'm about there now. I'm I'm ready to get some petition done, drawn up and get some signatures. I'm serious. I'm ready to go because, I mean, we got to do what we got to do. It's at that point now. We got to knock on their door. We got to weary them uh, so that they do what they're supposed to do about us. I'm with that. Yeah. I That's agree. Indeed. I... Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I'm just here to support you like you uh, support our network, Francine. Thanks so much. No, I catch you on those Sundays when uh, Mr. Boss to be catch you off guard. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I be moonlighting on uh, Mr. Boston's show. (laughs) Yeah, be off the chain over there. I mean... Well, sorry to say, uh, this Sunday they won't be, Mr. Boston's show won't be on because uh, I actually have a family reunion this weekend. Oh, okay. Going down, I'm going to be scrambling from Friday into the weekend. That's right. You know, Francine, they actually got me as the cook. I'm the cook. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, well, well. Well, they should be very happy for Electing you as the cook, I know that you're going to do an awesome job. Yes, Your yes. reputation precedes you. I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they funny over there. I mean, three or four people just, uh, you know, recommended me. I had no idea. <laughs> so my mother walks in the door and just says, well, you know, you're going to be the cook. I'm, the, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, then wow. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, that that's what family is all about, you know. It's, it's a good thing. Well, best of success to your family, celebrating their family reunion this weekend, and I do pray the weather will uh, be friendly weather, fair weather for you all so you can be able to do some outdoor stuff and, you know, have fun. Indeed, indeed, we will. Hopefully, y'all probably get some pictures up, uh, distribute on Facebook, okay. show y'all what we're down. And uh, I'm supposed to be working two grills and all that. We'll see. <laughs> okay, well, we want to see what that food turnout looking like as well. <laughs> we're going to see some pics of that. I'm sure it's going to be good. It's definitely going down. But shout out to you, Francine. Thank Except you. Triple. You know, this show doesn't need to go anywhere highly informative all the time I come through here. Thanks so much. And thank you as well for the support. And, of course, you know, we love your shows. You got so many of them. And keep up the good work. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Can I do uh, one plug-in before I leave, Francie? Yes, indeed. All right. Tomorrow is going down. On DSR Presents the Cypher, it's going to be me hosting myself and my co-host, Alien, will be my partner in crime tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be an all-Cypher day. 
No mm. feature track artists. All artists are welcome. It's all about the callers tomorrow night. Oh, my. Sounds outstanding. I'll see if I can shoot through. I, um, I'm interested for sure. Thanks for that, pulling that plug. We needed to know about that. Indeed, indeed, Francie. I don't even know if you can. Uh, do you freestyle, Francie? You know what? I think I did it maybe two or three times. I'm so used to writing and then spitting. But um, I think I have a little freestyle blood in me, too. <laughs> you know I want to hear you. Yeah, I'm okay, you, you, you're you challenging me, so I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I'm going to have to, um, I'll come through tomorrow. All right, cool. Thanks for the invitation. Hey, you're welcome, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. DSR himself, and you heard it. He pulled the plug tonight. Don't forget to join him on tomorrow for the Cypher um, tomorrow. And, yes, they are catering to the callers. You don't want to miss it. Also, I'm going to do a little freestyle, so you don't want to miss that either. I want to um, do my shout-outs now. I see... My dear friend, Poetess Monica, is on the call. Welcome back, Poetess Monica from Louisiana. Thank you. Yes, and I would like you to share whatever's on your heart. And, of course, if you have a poem, uh, please feel free to spit one because you have our undivided attention. We're glad that you're able to rejoin us tonight. Yes, ma'am. I am glad that I was able to call in, but I am on my way to work. So I just oh. wanted to catch the last little bit of the show. <laughs> I'll have to catch the archives to find out what I missed. Okay. Um, and I did enjoy our featured artist, and I'm glad that he was, you know, so mm-hmm. open and available and came to speak with us and let us know, you know, about the program and the work that he's doing. I think that it's great that, um, you know, that he's promoting that, you know, the parents take back that education that, you know, we should be more responsible and take a proactive role in educating our kids. And, you know, then, like they say, take the village to raise a child. We have these other resources to help. Yes, indeed. Thank Mm -hmm. you for those words. I know he will be honored to hear them when he listens to the archives on tomorrow. Um, Thanks so much. Thank you. And we always appreciate your support, and we look forward to you joining us and sharing some poetry next week. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. (laughs) And safe travels and peace and blessings to you as you prepare to go to work tonight as well. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, that was Poetess Monica, all the way from southwest Louisiana, and we are bidding her a very safe travel as she's on her way to work, and we look forward to her rejoining us on next week on the platform of the Exceptional Civil Show. And for those of you listening, I want to give you a sneak peek of what's going to be on our agenda next week. On next week, we will have for the feature artist in the spotlight a published author by the name of Philip Berean. 
for Barian. I'm going to repeat that. Philip Barian will be the feature artist, and he is a published author. He will be the feature artist on next week, which is I'm sorry, which is August the fourth. Yes, Tuesday, August the fourth. So please tune in. I guarantee you, it will be a time of spiritual uplifting because he is a spiritual man and also a time of literacy enrichment. So please do tune in, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to have ourselves a good time. And for now, what I'm going to do is go to, we still have with us uh, King and Brother Scott Young, a warrior truly and an activist and a mentor of our youth. Welcome back, Brother Scott. As always, dear. You know, it's always a pleasure. Well, you know uh, I'm going to ask you for another word. All right. You know, I I guess DSR don't know. I can go off the top of my head. I ain't drifting, though. You know, my show tomorrow anyway, so... We'll, we'll see what I I might pop in on him and go and chop oh, him up good, real quick. Oh, good, good. Yeah, you definitely you know? have to yeah. decipher. Yes, indeed. Let me do a little something like this. Sisters and queens. Hmm. What does that mean? Fertilization of the world, as it seems. Yeah, you need man to bring the seed. But... What do you call that? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's called to breed. Yeah, racism. Where the heck did it come from? Now you got people walking up in movies and shooting people down with guns. No relaxation in the nation. To make a score, you got to start a war. What? Did I hear you say about ISIS? The man sound like he was British? Mm. Don't be tripping and acting all skittish. We all know Britain is the biggest gun arms dealers in the whole darn world. They ain't no piece of gold. They're just a rock, not a pearl. Mm. A lot of people don't understand what's going on in this world. Mental and spiritual wars are putting you in peril. You're not understanding, but we're conscious and we're here. On the front forefront, fighting for you, my dear. Because all the things that we do is coming to you because God put it in our hearts to show you the truth. If you don't understand that, we can do no more. We're not going to put you out, but we got to close this door. Mm. Because the breeze that's coming in, it got a little stench. And we ain't going with that, so we got to crack this wrench. Open up the Johnny pump, let the water flow out. See the rust and the sludge coming out? Mm. That's because it ain't been used in a long, long time. We're not just talking about the physical Johnny Pump. We're talking about your mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. So start doing what you do and hear what we say. Because that's what I got for you today. And mm-hmm. that's the word for the day from Scott Young. Pull your pants up. And much love. Wow. Thank thank you, King, Brother, Warrior, Friend, so many other titles I can add. Scott Young, wow, that word for the day was potent. That was potent. That's one of those uh, words that 
you just got to say lie and moose and <laughs> namaste. <laughs> you got to let it just marinate, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just that good. And um, that was one time. I mean, you said a lot. Wow. You touched on a lot of things. You even went political, global, um, international, uh, news-related topics, issues. I'm telling you, back to the street, you you covered a lot of territory in that word for the day. And it was an eye-opener, I'm sure, for some, but it was all the truth. You know, and I love that um, analogy you gave about that that pipe, uh, how you got to unclog it and how a lot of people's minds is so clogged. And they got to unclog their mind just so they can become cognitive again and be alert and, and be sober and be able to see what's really going on and have that consciousness, you know, that they should have, that heightened consciousness. So I commend you on that word for the day. That was on time, brother. That was on time. But you know you work with me. I, I owe you. I missed you a few weeks, you know, and um, <laughs> I don't like to. And sometimes it was like I went through the day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to see Franny at 9 and I look up, it's 11 o'clock. Where the day went? What happened? Right. You no. Know, I was like, wow. <laughs> so tonight I looked up and I was like, nope, not tonight. I'm okay. going to try to tonight. I got to go and check on my queens and make sure everybody all right. That's well. We appreciate the love and support, and of course, you know we got your back, brother. Stay strong. Um, we all in this struggle together, and we all gonna come through this better than we started when we first came into it. So, um, you know, as we know, the struggle is real, but just like that caterpillar has to do all that toiling and spinning in that cocoon before it transforms into that butterfly, so. It is in our lives. We have to toil. We got to labor. We got to struggle and experience things just to get to that place where we are what we were born to become. That caterpillar doesn't stay a caterpillar because he was born to become a butterfly, and so the same with us. So stay strong. Stay encouraged. Never give up. Keep your head up and know that there is a better tomorrow. Fran, you, you you don't know what you just did. You mm. really don't. You just gave some confirmation that it's really, that's been, um, and I'm going to tell you what it is because you know we don't keep secrets. Mm-hmm. Every, ever since I made my, 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 um, my break from, you know, my stagnant relationship and, and the part of my life, you know, going to my next level, Mm-hmm. I've been seeing butterflies. They've been down mm. there landing in my in my lap, in my hands. They've been flying in my face. And for the last 40-plus days, the butterfly has been my symbol of uh, confirmation of my transformation. Wow. And something. And when you oh. said that at the end, that was just so profound. And, um, wow. There's really no words to say. What, 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 what. Well, you know we're on that we're on that spiritual zone anyway. So, That's it. You know we're always on that plane, and I I really I love what you've been to me and have always been supporting me for, and um I'm always here, you know. 
So um, with that, I'm gonna say goodnight. You know, touch my soul right now. I'm kind of <laughs> wired up, but I'm, yes. I'm gonna get back and um, meditate a little bit. And um, everybody who's listening to me under the sound of my voice, y'all have the exception of Scooby Show. Y'all need support a whole lot more. And that's the rhyme that I put out there on time. And check me out. I'm on Facebook, Scott Young, TNLRadio.com, 90.5 FM, www.tandlradio.com on the World Wide Web. 5.30 p.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. And that's what it is. Wonderful. Thank you, thank you. You are welcome. We will be supporting you on tomorrow. We believe in you and in your mission. And we want you to know that it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's got oh, yes. to. You're on the yes. right path. Keep looking yep. up. Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. With that, with that, queens and kings and brothers and sisters, I say good night. Yes, indeed. Good night. Well, thank you. And we're going to end tonight's show. There's a song, A Change Is Going to Come, by Sam Cook. To inspire everyone, never give up. Thank you, friend. You're welcome.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you everyone for joining me on the platform and panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show. I, the host, Brandon Sage Poet, I am signing out. And please join us next week on August the 4th. Our feature artist in the spotlight will be published author Philip Berrien. Philip Berrien. And note this. The exclusive interview hour will be from 8 to about 9.15. Don't miss out. Come and join us then. Peace and good health to all. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.